offers, including those not seen on TV, go to buyatoyota.com. It's Toyota's official website for deals from the official vehicle of the New England Patriots, Toyota. Let's go places. Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. I saw that first episode of Hard Knocks. The Jets are going to be either real good this year or they're going to just be terrible. Oh, that I hate them. You know, I, I just made Paul... Uh, you almost snuffed out my yeah. Diet Pepsi. I hate oh them. God. Also, I never received my trivia t-shirt back in April. Good job, Matt. Matt has a problem with the post office. He's very, he's very... There's upset. a lot of people that have gotten their shirts. I Thought think we can strive for 100% in this <laughs> endeavor. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Fred can't finish a sentence without laughing at Hardy. Fred breaking character as he pokes the bear. Typical media person. Very thin skin. Very thin. A lot skin. of thin skin. Kind of like you. I, have a, I don't have a thin skin. Oh, I have oh. a hide like an elephant. Oh. Oh. You know the the unwarranted braggadocioness. What a word. Yeah. Can you spell that? I probably could. Hmm. There's two G's in it. This is Patriots Unfiltered. Presented by Toyota's official website for deals, buyatoyota.com. All right, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It is Thursday here at Gillette Stadium, and so we can. see... You can see us. We can't see you, but we can hear you. We can read you. Uh, and we'll be here for the next two hours. It's Tamara. It's Paul. It's me. It's Matt in the booth. Evan and Deuce are in Green Bay. And at some point this show, we're going to hear from Deuce, you think? Or uh, well, so, yeah, I think Mike. But uh, I'm hoping because yesterday went very long. That yeah. practice mm-hmm. about two and a half hours yesterday. So if it's something like that again today, they either are going to have to. Well, cut, they can, cut they their can, watching short and go and they can call chime it. in. Yeah, can't they call during? Well, practice? you know, you know those two. Like they can't miss a play. Well, <laughs> you can't you can't watch and talk at the same you time. You think they'd figure out anyway. what was actually going on? Just kidding. Anyway. Well, multitasking is hard. We're going to hope that we hear from them. Uh, but uh, we'll talk about the practice yesterday. Um, the reports that came out, and according to uh, some of the reports, as you s- we were talking earlier, Paul, anything happened. Yeah, because the p- basically, the reports, if, if you uh, thought it happened yesterday, Tamara, it happened. You can I read it somewhere. Vastly yeah. different uh, impressions of the practice. You can find a report that will match anything that you wanted to happen yesterday, Literally. including Demario Douglas getting all the reps with the starters. <laughs> and then there was another report and that he didn't was get like, any. No, right. and then there was another report that said he like went four for five or whatever with Zappy, and only got one play with the starters. And I'm right. like, which one is it? It right. can't be both. Right. It's. So I I read a lot of different people because I this is a rare time, Freddie. I don't miss too many training camp practices over the years. Yep. So I wanted to read as many different people Mm -hmm. to try to. It it seems like the Patriots' offense got off to a really good start. They were crisp and efficient to start uh, the first eleven on eleven, and it gradually went downhill from there. And most, by most accounts, the biggest reason for that was pass protection. Mm-hmm. The offensive line really struggled. They're still missing some pieces. Um, and they had a hard time getting the ball down the field. But there were some things to take away on the positive side as well. So we're going to get to all that yep. as we go. Defensively, uh, surprisingly so, the pass rush was, was good. 
But other than that, um, the secondary struggled a little bit, which I was not anticipating. So it sounded like the defense had a tough day. Okay. I will say going into it, when I was talking to Evan before they left, he said he was more worried about the secondary being able to face, you know, the two wide receivers that Green Bay does have. He said, you know, both of them were going to be a handful, and it, I'm interested to see what they have to say yeah. after watching today. If those two get, guys get, were get a, used to it, if those two guys were a handful, then yeah. we got trouble. Yeah, because they're gonna they're gonna be facing some really good receivers with some really good quarterbacks. Uh, so, you know, I mean, you got a quarterback. First time, first year starter in, mm-hmm. in two second year receivers that had decent rookie years, but mm-hmm. nothing too special. Um, but the, the it's it seems like from all accounts, everybody agreed the pass rush on both sides uh, controlled things, and the Packers' offensive line was missing pieces too. Um, so it was hard to sort of gauge everything because of the pressure the quarterbacks were under. Were they hitting at a hundred percent? Not not the quarterback. No, but. In terms of uh, you know, running no game or tackling, no you know. tackling, no tackling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. So there wasn't any like goal line or red. You know, uh, any of that. There stuff. was a lot of red zone, but yeah. I don't think there was any goal line live goal line plays unless they didn't write about it. Okay, uh, and then Zeke uh, was there. Zeke was Zeke there was wearing there. number yeah, fifteen. Got a new guard. Yeah. Did you see the size of him? He's Zeke? huge. Zeke. Yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's a big guy. Yeah. Now he did have like sweatshirt, like a yeah. long sleeve, mm-hmm. whatever underneath. So I think he looked a little bit bulkier, but yeah, he looked big. Yeah. What is he? I mean, I know he goes at it like two twenty, twenty five. I think. And then height wise, what is he? Six one. Uh, is he that tall? Why don't we just look it up. Yeah. He, well, he looks it up. I will say one report that everyone. Well, one topic that everyone was on the same page on was kind of the shock of Mac Jones finally talking about what it's like to follow in Tom Brady's footsteps, which I thought was interesting. Of all days for it to come up yesterday. Well, you know, Jordan Love is following in Aaron Rodgers' Mm -hmm. footsteps, so it's a natural question, you know. Um, But yeah, this is really the first time he's talked Mm -hmm. about that. Six foot 225. Yeah, Yeah, he was asked that question, Fred's right, um, in relation to uh, any advice he could give to Jordan Love following I, I i don't really think it's the same because i, I kind of think mac jones followed cam newton i don't really think it's the same kind of situation you could make that case yeah yeah absolutely so that was uh and then other news yesterday robert Kraft was in the mix for snubbed coach contributor to the hall of fame and didn't get in buddy parker got in Congratulations to Buddy Parker, you yeah. know, Buddy Parker's family. He's I mean, been dead for 40, 40 years. 40 years. Um, yeah. I, th- I thought it was a strange. Not that I think he's not deserving. Cause I have no reading, idea. Re- I, I, I have no idea either. But reading some stuff about him, he is widely considered the, the inventor of the two-minute drill. You know, I mean, that's a pretty significant that contribution. That gets into the Hall of Fame? No, I'm just saying that's a pretty significant contribution to the game. Okay. No, it, uh, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you wanted to be like that, you know, like that gets you to all of it. Well, what did like Robert Kraft introduce to the game? Money. No, but Make, how so? Making it better. You know, doing all those. No, I know, look, I'm not. This is not an argument. But it just was kind of a snarky comment. No, like no. he gets in the Hall of Fame for that. No, like, listen. Yeah, I, I kind of think you should get I, in the Hall of Fame for things like that. And I would, I would say, shame on the committee for 40 years if he actually is the inventor of the two minute drill, and it took him 40 years after his death to get in the Hall of Fame. Right. That sounds kind of silly to me. Yeah. That was well, more of a shot at the committee than anything. No, I else. understand. But, like, again, you know me about Halls of Fame. I don't think any owner should get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I would agree with you. You know, unless, you know, with 
they unless were it's all, our boss. Yeah, unless they became they were a coach first or a player, and they, you know, they contributed. It's the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's what your contribution is to pro football. You know, I think Robert Kraft had a lot of contribution to yes, you know, absolutely to pro football in the NFL. You know, in all the help he did at the committee level. You know. TV like, committees, yeah. he, I thought he lent a, a lot of expertise. Now, like Jerry Jones is in the Hall of Fame. Jerry Jones did a lot for the Cowboys, and he did oh, a he, lot for Jerry Jones. He did a lot for the league, too. He, did he? Similar kind of stuff. Uh, okay. Introdu- when he goes rogue and introduces his own you know, uh, deals, what do you think that paved the way for? Everybody else to do it. It, it paved it the way. Put a lot, I mean, to your point, it put a lot of money in it, owners' pockets. Right, right. But and that helps the league. I, well... The more money there is, Fred, the better the league is. I, yeah, but I, you know, I would also say that you know, like Paul Tagliabue's in the Hall of Fame. He shouldn't be. He did his job. Pete Rozelle should be because of what he did, getting the all the games on free TV and all that stuff. You know, so I, I don't know. I have a high bar. I do. Too. I have I'm a high bar. With lockstep on um, that. You know, but I think Robert Kraft should be in before Buddy Parker. I'm sorry. If it took him forty years, you know, it's like I would agree with it's one that. of those things. When you see it, you you know. And the fact is, it took them forty years after his death to put him in. Probably shouldn't be in. Sorry, I, I would agree wholeheartedly with that that assessment. Like yeah. it, to me, if it, I mean, what changed in? I don't want. I'm not trying to be like snarky. No, I know. But what be, changed in forty years? Right. It's almost like someone forgot, and then they're like, oh, oh yeah, Buddy this? Parker. Yeah. So, and I'm sure there are a lot you know, of people and, and these like writers that. are like, mm-hmm. you know. The hundred million people that follow the NFL, you don't know history of the game, but we do. So we're going to put in Buddy Parker. Oh, please. Overthinking it. Overthinking it. I think that's a perfect example of that. Yeah. Over, overthinking it. And I'm sure there are a lot of people that have been out of the league for 30, 40, 50 years that belong or mm-hmm. deserve to be. There should be some way to just sort of f- fix those errors and not really have them be part of this process. Like, to me... Tom Coughlin, Mike Shanahan, Marty Schottenheimer, Robert Kraft. These are the guys that you should be thinking about in, in assessing, not guys that have been out of the league and, and unfortunately, in Parker's case, not with us, no longer with us for 40 years. So I, w- I was thinking that, you know, I guess after Pat Boland got in, he was the owner of the Broncos. This one they, they for changed, John. They changed the contributor uh, thing to coach and contributor. So now they're all in the same bucket, and they used to not be. So now I think – it's harder for an owner to get in because you're going up against coaches, you know, mm-hmm. that have more direct, you know, uh, influence on players and teams. Right. So conceivably, there could be a day where Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick are on the same ballot to get wow. into the Hall of Fame. That could happen. Wow, Fred, Hopefully they... Fred really wants to start trouble. <laughs> I mean... Hopefully they separate it and have contributor... contributor well, that's the way it used to be, but now... it back. The, yeah, I think so. <laughs> they should put it back. Can you imagine that? Who should go in first? I mean, imagine talk Fred. radio, if that ever happens, like the debates. I feel like it would have to be Kraft in first because Kraft hired him. Like, he brought him here. So it's like, you wouldn't be here without him. You so. could, yeah, you can make that case that, like, you know, you were... a you had your chance at Cleveland. Mm-hmm. It didn't go well. You were back to being a I coordinator. And then Robert <laughs> Kraft took a ch- not only hired him, gave up a first-round pick mm-hmm. and a lot of money yeah. in order to get him here. Like yeah. the faith he put in him to get him here. You know, that a lot of people criticized him at the time, told him it was a terrible decision. He bet on Bill. Terrible bet decision. 
Um, Absolutely. That part is a thousand percent true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's why I think he should be in first. Yeah. Why? I mean, I think he should be in first because I think he should be in first. <laughs> you know, I think uh, he should be in first because I think he's a strong and powerful man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, who but to sign d- my but check. you know, conceivably that could happen. You yeah. know, which it would could. be really weird. Chaos. <laughs> yeah. Chaos. Anyway, um, yeah. So practice yesterday. They're out there today. We're gonna hear from Deucer Evan at some point during the show, uh, and then we have a, a, a new segment that we're gonna be doing Ooh. right at about the midway mark. Instead of listening to a whole bunch of commercials, we've got something different. Uh, Matisse Bauman's hot takes. Do you want to preview that? Like, you know, like no, you don't have to play it, but just tell us what it's what it's about. So Matisse, uh, our very own Faith Worrell, and um, Dylan from the content team, they are giving hot takes and talking about it, and they are, they're funny. So it's like a show within a show? The show within a show. And is it going to get us in trouble? Because no, their hot no takes trouble. are controversial or anything? No? It could get controversial with you guys. Okay. You could start disagreeing with now, the takes. Now, I know at some point, we're going to be giving away stuff during that segment. Starting right? with the next episode. Okay. So, it's just the introductory. So it's not just to have new people talk. They, they're going to be out there giving things away. Uh, so, it's like our street team. Yeah. So I know we've had a lot of people saying they haven't gotten their T-shirts, so we'll <laughs> have another opportunity to not send people T-shirts. So. I, I see, um, like, the the envelopes with the, the T-shirts in the back and back of Matt back there. So, like, he's – yeah. He definitely took it he's to heart, Frank. When, yeah, you, he's, he's when like, you said we really should strive for 100%, I think that one left a mark. It's like a fulfillment center. They just had there. to resend their addresses. That left, okay. that, that left a mark. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Um, one quick update on Jack Jones. Obviously, we talked about that briefly in the last show. Big update. That is an update. It is an update that, you know, the court date is rescheduled, and most are insinuating that that means maybe a plea is on the table. Good, or, good or bad, Fred, that that was pushed back. For him, it's good. Is it? Yeah. Now it's in the season. Yeah, but now you, at least he played in the Eagles game. Oh, so you think he gets a game in? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I, my, my original thought on that is like that. N- now it's in the middle of the season. Yeah. Know, after the season well, starts, well, not it, in the, the actual. It'll game, still bear watching about you know how much reps he gets, who's he playing with, um, to see like yeah. what investment they're making. And that still concerns know. me. Yeah. Because he's still. You know, we're not supposed to use starters, backups, those terms, but he's still not really with the regulars mm-hmm. on a consistent basis. Right. Um, he evidently struggled a little bit yesterday, too, and had, had a few fights as well. Really? Oh, yeah. That's he, not good. He was getting no. into it with uh, a receiver, a rookie receiver, and then a rookie quarterback he started yelling at. I, like, I'm all for the fire and the competitiveness. There was nothing too bad. I know, See, I don't but have he, any, I don't he's have always problem. the one. Well, it's too much. Yeah. Too much. For him in, individually, Chill I out. think he needs to, to, yeah. to relax. Chill but, out. I mean, in general, I know you know everybody clutches their pearls when pro football players practice oh, no, against that, each that other happens. and there's a fight. And I didn't know, that would never happen here except for, like, the last six times we've had joint practices. Exactly. There have been fights. Because there are fights when guys get together, they're going to be fights. My yeah. first day of practice, I almost got into a fight. Uh, here we go. Here no, I, I – it was a – you know, it was a stand-up drill, and I was playing linebacker, and the running back came through, and I might have hit him a little bit too hard. You know, you weren't supposed to mm-hmm. – and he took exception to that. And there was some Throw push. the ball at you? No, he oh. just – there was some push. It That's wasn't – no done. blows were thrown. But, you know, my first practice, I, I really didn't know what I was doing. You know? I'm still stuck on Paul saying clutches pearls. I don't know why, but every time I hear that, it just makes me g- giggle a little bit. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm an old, I'm an old soul. <laughs> what, do, what do you want me to tell you? <laughs> I didn't have anything modern to give you. I love it. Also, we haven't really talked about this. Maybe we haven't talked about it. Maybe we have talked about it, but I haven't been here. What's going on with John Jones? Yeah, that's a that's another good question. It's like seven or eight. Pra- this I think today will be eight in a row. Um, and when he first wasn't available at that, pra- I think it was like a Sunday uh, that he wasn't available. It was like, oh no, it was the night. It was the mm. in stadium practice. Mm-hmm. Oh, nothing. You yeah. Know, just veteran mm-hmm. veteran time off. And now it's, you know, over a week later and we still haven't seen him. And I think part of, I, I think the secondary struggled a little bit yep. yesterday from what I read. And I think that's a huge part of it because you have Marcus Jones playing a lot on the outside. He struggled. Um, Christian Gonzalez had his hands full a little bit yesterday uh, as well. Um, but I think Jonathan Jones just slots guys and without him you know everybody's up a notch i have a developing take on depth in the secondary freddie yeah i think sean wade is a guy who we haven't really talked a lot about it seems like he's he definitely played well the last handful of practices that we got to see here uh in foxborough and it sounds like he made some plays yesterday as well could he take a spot away from a guy like miles bryant um yeah i i would and i'll tell you why i think that is the whole thing about inside and outside like mm-hmm. i think wade has the size to be able to play on the outside and marcus jones doesn't miles bryant doesn't they have to play sort of in the slot and and i think to be most effective and they might need that yeah they and might need a guy who can play outside and let's fill people in a little bit on his history here you know he, he came in what they pick him up on waivers or they trade for him they traded for him two uh, two years ago. Right. He was he was a first round pick. No, no, no. no but he was highly recruited though, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a fifth round pick of the Ravens. He was going to get cut as a rookie. He right. was not having a good camp. Right. And they traded him for a conditional pick to the Patriots, and he's played very little in his two seasons. And, and he has, you know, when he's in, he hasn't played well. Let's no, be, let's he be had, honest. Yeah, he had a tough day. I think in Buffalo last year mm-hmm. in that last game. I think he gave up one of the bombs. Yeah. It's like it seems like he gets in and he's immediately involved in a in a play for the other team, uh, but maybe 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 all of a sudden the lights going off and it happens. I you thought know, maybe all of a sudden he's getting it. I thought he was around the ball a lot the last handful of practices we yeah. got to see here. Um, Some people it takes a little longer, and I think his size could give them more depth outside than Bryant or Marcus Jones. You know, especially if Jack Jones is out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Now it looks like. I think Tamara's right. That's the way everybody's writing it is that uh, I think Mike McCann um, sort of said this is a, an indication that could possibly lead to a, you know, him playing out, which I wonder how that works for the Patriots because if, 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 if he agrees to a deal, doesn't that like – wouldn't you think that he would have to admit guilt? Uh, oh, yeah, so. a plea deal. You know, there's it's, you know, it's not going to be a plea and you get off scot-free. It would be a plea that – Either so a lesser charge, less, no, less, no jail yeah, time, yeah, or less jail time, or no jail time with with parole, um, maybe community service, which that's easy. You do that anyway when you're on the Patriots, but you know he's going to have to do something. Well, if he's going to have, I, I wouldn't agree to a plea deal that involves jail time if I were him, because that ends his NFL career. It does. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens here. I mean, you know we're. We're hearing that it could be a plea deal, but it could be just, you know, other technicalities. Oh, yeah, this could be a lot of things. I'm just going by Mike McCann. I think Tamara's right. That's what Mike McCann, uh, who's a local 
sort of sports uh, legal sports expert. I think he's right now. I think uh, saw something from him on Twitter today. I think he's teaching a class at Harvard Law. At Harvard, yes. Oh, because I think he started at UNH, right, or something like that. I think you're right. Yeah. Also, Paul, I like your take too about him potentially taking Miles Bryant's spot because. Now we have so many more additions on special teams that can return punts. So like Miles Bryant was doing that occasionally. Mm-hmm. I even saw yesterday Keon White was returning punts, which is no, crazy. No, he was covering, covering punts. punts. I mean, just like the different yeah. people that are returning punts, whether it be Douglas, whether it be um, Bolden, whoever it is. Um, Bolden and Speed. Yeah, yeah, I think Bolden Speed. B- both of those guys have special teams ability. Um, yeah. They have, in Bolden's case, return ability. So it's like. Yeah, I can I can take out a backup cornerback who can return punts to put another guy in who could play special teams and return punts. Mm-hmm. You know, in in Isaiah Bolden. Yeah. Yep. So a lot of options there. A lot yeah. of options. Um, what about Mac? How did he look yesterday from reports? He was a little up and down, mm-hmm. but he had uh, he had his moments. It was funny. This is another one of those things that I think, depending on who you read. I read a couple of people that said that he looked like some of the sacks, some of the pressure was on him because he wasn't getting the ball out mm-hmm. on time um, and in rhythm. And I read other places, including Evan, that talked about that being a strength, that he did a good – it looked like he had did a good job of um, getting the ball out before breaks and putting the ball on him, had a little bit extra velocity uh, on some of his throws. So I, I think it's going to be one of those things, depending on who you believe – and do everybody's favorite backup, Malik Cunningham. <laughs> how did how did he do? Yeah, four uh, four snaps, yeah. all runs. Yeah. Okay. Did it, Did anyone talk about you know if they can actually see what's going on? Is that why there's so much like Im- unpredictability in like w- the reports? Can everyone actually see? Because you know at Raiders, yeah, practice, I didn't hear any complaints anything. about you know where they were watching practice from. No, yeah. I didn't hear any. It, it just they were field level, I think, which kind of makes it a little bit yeah. more challenging, but. I didn't hear anybody, so to Tamara's point. Raiders joint practice, we couldn't see at all. So I was, like, wondering if it was the same thing, and maybe that's why it's just a roller coaster of responses to practice. Yeah. Well, I know we got into a little thing yesterday. We were told that once the teams got together, mm-hmm. we weren't allowed to shoot photos or video. Oh, okay. Either team. And then, lo and behold, Packers had photos and video. So I, I understand that today we're going to be able to shoot the whole practice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So That'll ho- be great. hopefully that comes about and you'll see a bunch of stuff on Patriots.com. Do you think there'll be any worry, so to speak, after these joint practices if the O-line continues to play the way it does? Like, do you think there'll be some sort of movement to potentially get some help there? Or do you think they'll just ride it out and hope for the best with the people on the PUP yeah, returning? Yeah, that's the thing. If it, it all depends on health. If guys who are on PUP aren't doesn't look like they're going to be getting better. I think they have to. But but otherwise, I think they're going to ride it out with who they have and hope that they improve. Yeah, hmm. and one of the things that came out of uh, yesterday was that Michael Wenyu is there, huh. which um, I, I, I took I took as a positive sign. Sure. Um, we've seen Cole Strange pretty much every every day since he got hurt. We've He's been around. I haven't seen a lot of a Wenyu. He's, he made the trip, and I guess he was on the field and sweats. So maybe that's an indication that he's getting closer, and they do think that they'll be ready for week one. That's good. I did see someone just tweet that Connor McDermott left practice early yeah, and he's I did not see there that. today. So I saw that he left yesterday. Hopefully it's nothing. Okay. Hopefully it's nothing. All right. 
But so the offensive line to me, if if you have Brown, Strange, Andrews, Awenu, mm-hmm. and it still looks like crap, then you have a major concern. But I think until you see that group out there struggling, I I'm not as worried about it. If that does that make yeah, sense? That makes is that too sense. optimistic for me, Fred? No, I mean, should I re- rethink? Yeah, that? that group should be okay. They should be okay. But I mean, I think that's much like the receivers. I don't think it's the best group in the league. No, but I think it's enough to. We've had worse. Yeah, it's enough to have success with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wait, we haven't talked about rec- receivers yet. I did see Parker had a that that seemed to be another person that everyone was kind of across the board like they had a everybody good said that he was the best receiver for the Patriots yeah. yesterday that's you know the rebuttal to Demario Douglas having a career day was no he wasn't the best receiver Parker on the field was. Parker was yeah. like even Mike and Evan who have been head of head of the class of the Demario Doug- Douglas bandwagon didn't say much about Demario Douglas yesterday mm-hmm. booty and that oh, first yep. that first period that they had that was the most successful of the day. Evidently, Kayshawn Booty caught like four passes. Yep. And he was his most active that they've seen uh, in 11-on-11s, according to uh, Evan. Hmm. So they, they practiced for almost three hours yesterday. I probably won't there's be. Another, there's another one. Yeah. So I read two hours and 27 minutes. I said, I don't <laughs> know, like, they, they, you know, like four hours. Like Mike Reese said two hours, 27 minutes. That to me is that's then, the gold standard. that's it. That's what I go by. But, yeah, Fred's right. I heard three hours. I heard three hours. Yeah. Like, wow. they couldn't even agree on how long the practice was. <laughs> it, it's something, isn't it? That's why I was like, what, can they not see? Like, is it? Yeah. Like, I'm just, yeah, I have questions. Like, I guess maybe if you count arrival, mm. standing around at the beginning, after practice, you know, when they break up into the little group sometimes, signing autographs, maybe the, that whole duration was three hours. But I'll go with Mike. You know, yeah. he's and I'm pretty sure I saw. Well, him, I don't know if that was. I don't know if he made that public. He might have sent me something. Um, I missed. I just missed my <laughs> diet Pepsi. Sorry, it's almost impossible to not get it in from there, and it went on the backside. Right, that's just poor get him the two liter bottle. That's just put. Uh, no, that's that's for the second half of the yeah. show. Relax. <laughs> that's after, after that's after Fred food. Uh, Fred's food comes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, a couple of other things that I thought were interesting coming out of the, like the health is is obviously the health on the f- uh, up front, but on the positive side, uh, Keon White continues to be active. Mm-hmm. Dietrich Wise, I guess, had a really uh, really good day pressuring the passer. Judon, as always, mm-hmm. was wa- was up there. So I thought the the the, uh, the pressure on the passer the Patriots put for the front seven was was a real strong point on, on defense. I think I this, just, this front seven could be good. I really, I really, I'm intrigued by what they could be this season if they all remain healthy, like Barmore included. Like, yeah. if they can have a whole season with all of them. Yeah, I think Barmore was good yesterday, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, Scary. Barmore yeah. and White as interior sub-rushers, to me, is intriguing. Yeah. I mean, I remember when they had, it was uh, Warren, Will Fork, and Seymour. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, all three of them first round, first round picks. That was a, a nice, a nice defensive line. This one could get up there, but I think what would happen is, so you've got Keon White and you've got uh, Barmore, and I think what makes it really good is Judon. You know, when he's you know coming up. Yeah, and then Uche yeah. on the other side. Yeah. So you have some balance. If, you know, if if things fall into place. So it's not they're not all tackles, but I think, you know, those core people really make 
could make this a formidable front seven. Yeah, different style, yeah. but much more conducive to today's football. Yeah. This group. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. A little bit disappointed to hear about the secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, with Jonathan Jones out there, kind of puts some people in the wrong position. But if you want the worry to me in the secondary would be the big plays they allowed, and then you wonder how much of that is the absence of McCourty. And they're mm. still searching for that free safety. They've used a lot of different guys. They've used them all. You know, Jalen Mills, Phillips, uh, Duggar, and, and um, Peppers. They've all had chances to be back there. And you wonder if that had something to do with the struggles for Gonzalez yesterday and Jack Jones yesterday on some deep balls. Yep. Yep. All right, 855-PATS-500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web radio at patriots.com is the email address. Any other thing? Oh, Disney. by the way, the um, from what I understand, the implosion of the Jets has begun. Oh, so I wanted to ask you yeah. about this. Did you watch? Did you see any of the stuff about this? I didn't. Well, I saw some of the about so, episode two. Oh no. Okay. Are you talking no. about the joint practice? The joint practice that is absurd. Oh. So absurd. Rick Stroud, who's a longtime Bucks uh, beat writer and one of the really good ones uh, that's been doing it for a while in the NFL, tweeted out that the. The Bucks are working with the Giants today uh, rather than do the second day with the Jets, which is an arrangement that was agreed upon in March. Okay. Everybody else is saying the Jets bailed on the Bucks. Okay. Like, if it was agreed upon in March. Right. Like, I don't, re- I don't really understand. I need, this is one of those, I have my hand up in the back. I need more <laughs> information. Yeah, I don't even know anything about like, that. Like, if I'm supposed to kill the Jets, I want to know I'm supposed to kill the Jets. I want to go all Fred. I hate them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But your, one of your guys, Paul, Phil Perry, said uh, on one of his shows yesterday that he said the same thing I said. No, everybody is saying it, Fred, because that's the only way you can possibly but, think that the Patriots are better than no, them. No, but is he, by telling he, you that they're going to fall apart. He's saying it's because of the coaches. He said the coaches are a mess. They're all, they're making too much about things. They're too, you know, sticking their chests out. Right. The defensive coach is talking about peeing on children's toys and like saying like ridiculous things on? like that. That? Just, that just took a turn. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, like it's 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 just nuts. And that's what I'm talking about. That's the impression I got out of episode one. I heard episode two was more of the same, you know. And he said if they're mugging, whether they're mugging for the camera or holding back because of the camera, either one's not good. You know, I don't really know what that has the, to do with anything. I really, I just well, don't. You mean I if your coaching staff isn't good, it has nothing to oh, do with Oh, if your coaching staff isn't good, yeah. then, yeah, that's a problem. You know, I'm talking about mugging for cameras or not. Like, well, that, to me, that doesn't mean anything. Well, it means that they're not focused on what they should be Why? focused on. Why does that mean that? Because they're, they're thinking too much about the cameras. Okay. No? Uh, no. Okay. I don't think it thinks okay. that at all. Okay. Back to the joint practices. Why would you only agree to have one and then make them go all the way back to Florida to come all the way back up here for it's the game? It's very odd. Yeah. Oh, no, well, no, no. I don't no. think they're, they're going they back. Didn't go, they didn't go back. They went. Yeah. To, they were yeah. with the Giants. But yeah. it's like, why would you do that as the Jets to force them to leave I, and come back? It's crazy. But, that, but why agree upon that in March and then yeah. have people say, well, they, they flaked on him and said they're not going to do two. Like someone said that they, they weren't dis- the Jets weren't disciplined enough to have two days in a row of practice. Yeah. Oh now, God. that might be true. That might mm-hmm. have happened. I know there were a lot of fights in, in that practice, too. Yep. All these joint practices are filled with, if they're not flat-out fights, there's a lot of push. Yeah. Did you see the thing that the, uh, I forget who it was, 
there was a pass rush one-on-one that the, the defensive guy came over and he sort of was bull rushing the offensive lineman and they got kind of tangled up. And then the, the defensive guy took like a little shot at the guy and one of the guys that wasn't even in the drill oh came flying out and buried him. Like just buried him. Mm. It's good stuff. I like it. <laughs> physicality yeah but you can't do that to your teammates you have to do it to the other guys i know i will say our best joint practice was against the raiders it was clean yeah no issues what was the one uh where i think it was born got Panthers. into it on the side carolina line. last that, year yeah that was yeah that wasn't good. there was all kinds mm-hmm. of fights that and carolina good. also had that you know um that hit on wilkerson christian right. wilkerson yep. that's that, right. that knocked him out and actually kind of ended his career yeah yep. he got a concussion was placed on ir and we haven't really heard from him since you're right and then that guy was kicked off their team that did that yeah that's not good i you know again i'm all for competitiveness and fiery and all that stuff but that's not productive no. it's stupid you know you're letting your emotions get the best of you there's other ways to handle it um not good bob you know it just takes the time that you have and just you know uh, it's a waste. It, it wastes time. It does. So, but glad to see the Jets having trouble. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's 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 better than if it was going swimmingly. Yeah, right. I'm telling you, because I really think that's the only hope. You know, your team takes on the characteristics of its leaders, mm-hmm. and if the coaches are acting like, it's going to trickle down to the players. I think that's what you have to hope for. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for it. I, I don't think you can hope to just go out there man on man and beat them. I'm praying for it. I think it. you have to hope that they fall apart. I still need to go watch that first episode. Are, yeah. there, are there two out now? Yeah, I think okay. so, yeah. Chris with a TIAN writes in, no idea if the Jets coaches are good or bad, but the D coordinator is a tool, total meathead <laughs> with every cliche in the book. Also, like ours, their O-line sucks. Rodgers explodes by game five, and it's all downhill from there. Please, God. There it is. Yep. There's the game plan for the 2023 Patriots. I'm all for Hope it. Hope everybody else implodes. At least them. At least them. It's it's just it's Schroedenfreude. Well, I just want to be good. I don't really care about who's not good. I, I want the Patriots to be good. Yeah. I want the Patriots to be like, good, and I want the Jets to be bad. I can't root, root for both. Yeah, but they're not going to be bad. They have to implode to, to not well, that's win what I want. Games. I, I'm hoping for that. I, why can't I wish for that? You can. I just would rather just be better than them. I, why can't it be both, Paul? Okay, whatever. I, I don't really take much solace in beating a team that wasn't trying and imploded. Uh, I take I take when great it's the Jets. I take Absolutely. great solace in being better than, uh, you're, you're than, than my rival. You're trying to be too fair. You're trying to be I'm too objective. I'm not being fair. You're, I'm not being objective. I want. I want. I'm not being fair or. I objective. want nothing. I, I want w- my team to be better than them. Yeah, I want nothing but. There's bad. nothing objective about that. I want nothing but bad things for them. No, that's fine. Nothing. I, I, that's fine. I don't. I I think of Miami the way you think of the Jets, but I would rather be better than the teams. Like you know, kind of the Brady era. That yeah. was the beauty of it. It didn't matter what they did because I was better. I know. But that's my, what I want. My fear with the Jets is they've got so much talent that they're going to overcome the nonsense. Well, that's my point about yeah. I don't really care what's going on in Hard Knocks. <laughs> like, do they play well? Does Does Rogers play well? Because if he does, it's not really going to matter what they did in August yeah. to mug for a camera. I'm just, it's just, it's good stuff to talk about. I like it. They have offensive line issues too. It seems like everybody does. Yeah. Eight five five Pats five hundred Web Radio at Patriots.com is the email address. Uh, let's get people involved here. Uh, we'll go to the Ace Ticket Hotline. Christian from LA is on the line. What's up, Christian? Hey, you guys. Good morning, and uh, we get closer and closer to the 
actual season starting. So here's my, my quick, bold prediction. Is by, I guess, the fourth game, Devontae Parker will be hurt, and Keyshawn Booty will take over as the high-pointer kind of a, a young receiver that steps up for it. I'm going to leave you guys with, with that and get back to it. Okay. Thank, thanks. I mean, could happen. Well, Although what, Booty what, would probably have to be question? on the – he says Parker – I think he said by the fifth game, Parker's hurt and Booty takes over. Hmm. Okay. Then they're in real trouble. Why? Do you think – how many, like, rookies are going to be playing prominent roles? Yeah, what offense? about Juju? Well, I think he's thinking a little bit different style. Okay. Uh, but I think well, Booty, Booty would have to start on Booty the practice more, squad. But Booty's like what Tamara said. Booty's more like Juju. Yeah. He's a, like a physical slot receiver. You think so? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, then – but. My my point is, you want Douglas to be a part of the offense. You want Booty to be part of the offense, and we're looking for a jump for Tyquan Thornton. Like, does that sound like a great recipe for a great offense to have all these young guys? Now, maybe they all work. I don't know. Other teams seem to be able to get young receivers that make immediate impacts. But yeah, I mean, I haven't seen that really with the Patriots. Todd's in North Carolina. Hey, Todd. Hey, guys, how are you doing? Okay. I'm your local alarmist, as you know, and when uh, Evan says his hand is over the panic button with respect to the offensive line, it kind of is alarming. So I heard you guys talk a little bit about it. Like, how far away are we from just having a disaster season because we just can't block somebody? Like, one injury, or do we have enough depth to maybe handle two injuries? I don't know. I'm just, you know, when Evan says something like that, kind of... I don't think it'll be because of the offensive line. I'm on record as saying I've seen a lot of teams have a lot of success with terrible offensive line play. Okay. Most recently, the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl. Well, I was going to say, usually when that happens, it's because the quarterback can adapt. Yeah. So are we dependent on our line because we don't have a quarterback that can adapt? I think, think, yeah, I think the less individual skill that your quarterback has, the more reliant – you are on your offensive line giving him time. So then we're having to worry about, you know, maybe maybe seeing the leak more or something to try to throw off people or like this this is kind of concerning. I don't understand exactly what he said cuz he mentioned some stuff. Well, it's I think a lot of it has to do line. with, you know, getting the ball out of Max's hands quickly, having him be decisive and, you know, Bill O'Brien scheming um, right, and and the reason why I think it's a problem is thanks, because I don't think they have dynamic playmakers. Now, the easy retort to to my Kansas City and Cincinnati Super Bowl trips with bad offensive lines is, yeah, Kansas City went with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, and Cincinnati went with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. The Patriots don't have those. Yeah. So they, they're going to have a harder time overcoming – average to below average offensive line play than, than those teams would. Right. And I agree with that. Uh, Brent's in Reno. What's up, Brent? Hey, guys. Um, I just got a quick question for you. Um, I found out I got a baby coming in March, and I just want to know uh, how early is too early for me to get the Patriots logo tattooed on said baby? Well, that's the thing. You know, besides the pain, um, the baby's going to get bigger, and the tattoo's going to stay the same size. So, you probably want to wait until he or she fills out a four, little bit. Four, five, yeah, yeah. years old. Yeah, four um, months. Okay, what do you think? Yeah. yeah. Uh, ooh, all right. What, okay. Now, are I you thinking like upper thigh, shoulder? 
you know, back shoulder blade. See, what are we thinking here? Th- this is like I, I was I was thinking he was asking like how early is too early to get him or her a Patriots unfiltered shirt. Yeah. That's what I thought the oh, question th- was. Oh, never be. too early for that. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But what are we thinking, Brent? Like back shoulder? Well, you know, uh, I'm I'm a sailor, so you got to be careful, you know, how how accurate do you want me to describe the answer to that question? Let's just go ahead and say the left shoulder, you know, like maybe maybe Popeye style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, thank you guys for answering that. Uh, it'll be littered in Patriots gear tomorrow, I promise you that. All right. Congratulations, Brent. Yeah. In all seriousness. Congratulations. Hey, thanks, guys. All right. Brent and Reno, thinking ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Never, never too uh, Baby never tattoos. Too early. You can get those... Um, you know the fake tattoos that you put on. Maybe, maybe you should try to yeah. start like off henna? with that something that's a little less permanent. What, what like is henna? It? Like What's henna tattoo is like semi-permanent. Although, well, I know those, but you know the ones that come on a piece of paper with water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah might want to start with one of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Otherwise, Morel will be the as as yeah. the uh, well the expert. Marines get real ink. tattoos, right? Yeah, he yeah. has he has the ink. Yeah. Uh, Willem and Philem, what's up, William? What's going on, Fred? How hey. you doing? All right. All right. Uh, question is uh, for Paul. Why not? Paul, um, can I can I just be honest? You always are. God damn, this team is fucking <laughs> <the> hell. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Okay, so you. Uh, I'm hearing that the secondary is getting a little bit exposed. Could that be also because of last season? Your corners are too short. Marcus Jones, what five eight? Yep. Uh, Jack Jones, what five ten? Well, and he's Maybe not out. I have yeah. With it. yeah. No, I I think that you know Gonzalez is is bigger. He's and six one. Right? That's why he was he's a first round pick. Yeah. Um, Correct. But yeah, I'm not. I, I didn't. Let's not make this out to be like there's a lot of concern about the secondary. I think the secondary had a little bit of an up and down day yesterday, and I wasn't right. really expecting that because the defense has been pretty good um, throughout the summer, and I thought. You know the defense struggled a little bit based on what I've read. Now I didn't see any of it with my own eyes, so yeah. you know you know me, Fred. I'll let you know when I see it. But here's the thing: I'll go all Bedard on you. I'll our, let you know with our formidable formidable front seven. Once you get into real games and quarterbacks can really get hit, that's when right. it'll help our secondary. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sure. Just, uh, two, two. Okay. Go ahead. Did he leave? I think we might. Hello. I think he might. Still talked. there, William? I think he I might mean, have dropped off. Uh, a bad connection, I guess. All right, call back if you want. Uh, Patty's in Agawam. What's up, Patty? Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, Samira? Hi. So, I'm not really counting on the Jets to implode this year. Um, but, Polly, you know, I'm with you. Um, I've, you know, the Dolphins been my, my NFL Yankees since I became a huge Patriots fan. Uh, but they're the team, I, I think, that, like, and I'm not. I, I think two is a good quarterback. I do. I don't think he's the same guy since he hurt his hip. But I mean, you just you see the difference with him in there. And yeah, like last year, it was night and day when he was out. But they also really didn't have you know you know you have a, a rookie seventh round pick in Skylar Thompson trying to play. I would think that Mike White would give them a better opportunity to sort of move the ball a little bit. To me, the big thing with, with Miami will be this year, obviously, Patty's right. I mean, Tua's health is number one. But the, the bigger, the, the, you know, just as big for me is the, the impact that Vic Fangio can have on the defense. Does he make them noticeably better defensively? Because they were a train wreck defensively last year. 
um, and still found a way to win nine games or whatever many games. I think they went nine and eight. So, and if you can keep the quarterback healthy, you can outscore, you know, 11, you know, 10, 11, 12 teams. But at some point, you got to be able to play some defense too. And it'd be interesting to see if Fangio can do that with them. Yep. Is that it, Patty? Oh, there he is. I was like, I'm Okay. Thanks for the the call. Cell issues, I think. Yeah. Um, James Pettigrew, the most interesting Patriots fan in the world, says, What did Robert introduce to football? Paul, he brought us the world's original podcast. No, that was Fred. No, I, well, listen, we all work for Robert Kraft, and if it wasn't for him, nothing would be possible. Right? Correct. So, got to give him his due. There you go. Um, webradio at patriots.com is the email address. Uh, let's see. Nathan writes in. He says he listened back to Tuesday's show, and it's a little bit annoying that fans are wanting Cunningham as QB2 and seem to want to push Zappi out. On what evidence can people suggest it that we saw him play against a bunch of nobodies? At least with Zappi, he is a solid backup. He can play in the NFL as a backup, as we've seen when he stepped in for Mac last year. Mac is clearly QB1, and Zappi has to be QB2, as we know he can step in if Mac gets hurt. I think, Nathan, you're taking a little bit too seriously there. Um I know there's a lot of people. Oh, no, I don't think that's taking it too seriously. A lot of people think that he should be the backup. I know, but, you know, serious people. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Not just, you know, ultra fans. No, a lot of people think he should be the backup. Um, Just a couple of quick notes here. Um, Evan Lazar, red zone offense, lit it up um, against Green Bay. Mac and Zappi both. Uh, touchdowns to Juju, Bourne, two to Parker, two to Douglas, Ferkser. Wow. And uh, <laughs> Zeke had a rushing touchdown. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, also, by that, I think we're winning 45 to nothing. Mark Daniels, point. another fight. Another fight. I don't know what the first one was. Anthony Jennings just leveled number 51 for the Packers, which is Keyshawn Banks, after he took a swing at Keon White during a special teams drill. So, um, yeah, things are, getting, uh, things are getting frisky. Okay. All right. Interesting. Can't wait to hear from one of our guys when they call Andrew in. Callahan, Pat's red zone thoroughly dominated. Um, so that's good. So everyone this can take their hand off of the panic This button. is generally what they do. I saw that Greg Bedard wrote this today, and I wholeheartedly agree. That's been their pattern in joint practices mm-hmm. a lot lately. Not every time, but they have a tough first day, and they bounce back a little bit better in the second day. So, so far, it seems like So, that. this is about an hour into practice, you would say? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh-oh. What? Tyquan. Evan Lazar, tw- Tyquan Thornton leaving practice oh. after making a diving catch on a deep ball. Oh, boy. Looked like they were checking out his shoulder. Ay, ay, ay. I know. I, I can't. All right. I so, you know can't. what? I'm going to stay off of Twitter and wait for one yeah. of them to call in because I'm just going to drive myself I, crazy. I just, I, I just can't with him. It's good to hear that from the offense, though, that they're finding a way to, you know, find production with this offensive line that is working through some things. Uh, Kyle Pembroke says, while I'm hyped about Pop Douglas, I don't think he'll be a major contributor, which in his case would be 50-plus catches. Uh, I think he'll really step up next year and use this season to learn and development develop. Do you agree? I think that's more realistic is that it would take a year to sort of get your feet wet and then, I mean, even if you look at who's the best of the best, Welker, Edelman, right? At that spot, you're talking about Douglas, right? Did I miss? Yeah, Pop Douglas. Uh, yeah. 
to Mario. Yeah. Um, the best of the best did not do it as rookies. Right. You know, it took a little while. Now, you can contribute, and I expect him to be a contributor, but, like, I'm not expecting him to go out and catch 80, 90 balls. Right. You know, as a rookie. You know, I think people think that way of Edelman and Welker, but that's what they became. It's not what they in, they initially were. Yep. Uh, now, Ron they might also – this guy, Douglas, might also have more opportunities than they did because they're, they're – Douglas is going to be entering an offense that doesn't have the amount of uh, sure things that Welker and um, – you know, Welker did in Miami, obviously, yeah. and Edelman did with the Patriots. Ron in Conway, New Hampshire um, – as far as the joint practices, there are concerns, but like Paul stated, if on when you, Strange, Brown, and Andrew are all in there and are close to coming back, things might be all right. I'm warming up to Zeke due to his blocking and pass catching and getting tough yards when needed. And lastly, Paul, I watched the Johnny Manziel documentary on Netflix. It was really great. Um, so that's his review of it. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought it was worth the watch. I heard it, was, it wasn't all entirely accurate. Okay. I mean, I could definitely see that. But I know when we watch documentaries that we're sort of intimately uh, inside of, we know <laughs> there's some inaccuracies in those, right? Yep. Um, Gerald in Grimsby uh, says a lot of experts, he has that in quotes, had the New York Mets winning the World Series this year with all the veteran acquisitions. At the trade deadline, they were trading Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer. They're Correct. 11 under 500 and out. Correct. I'm with Fred. Would love to see a Mets-like implosion with the Jets, and they are left scratching their heads asking what happened. S stacking the deck doesn't mean success. Okay. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Wouldn't, true. Wouldn't, it make, wouldn't it make you feel good, though, if they implode? Like, how, how, does, it, how does that work? Like, what do you mean? How What's the mean, implosion? You mean implode by like like, like there's infighting? Like the Mets closer got hurt in the in the World Baseball Classic and they were never the same after. Well, like they is that the implosion? They like, or do you mean yeah, a personality implosion? No, like I mean we can ignore I'm, why I'm, things I'm talking, happen. I'm too. talking about infighting. Rogers starts you know spouting off, you know yeah. all, all that, I, all I, of it. Like I that I wouldn't have any issue if it's all because of Aaron Rodgers because I don't like him. I make no bones about it. Goes back to 2010 with the discount double check. Yeah, haven't liked him since. But oh, it would be. And I don't think he wins enough for all the talent that he has. I think he's ridiculously good. Yeah. And I don't think he's won enough. Uh, let's see, Jared in New Orleans. Uh, I like Fred's hatred for the Jets, and I also agree about how the Jets are going to implode. I feel the same way toward Buffalo. Mm. I think the Bills are our biggest rivals. Don't leave out Miami. And the Jets are always going to be the Jets and do Jets things during the season. Hmm. Yeah, I have less hope that the Bills implode, and I wouldn't have I wouldn't have the same pleasure if they did. But for the Jets, if they yeah, I would feel better about the Jets imploding than the Bills because of Aaron Rodgers, and I like Josh Allen. Yeah. So if they implode because Josh Allen is distracted with his like actress girlfriend and stuff like that, like that wouldn't make me as yeah. happy. I, w I would be as happy, with, with but Aaron I wouldn't. Rogers. I wouldn't uh, have as much pleasure as with the Jets. Uh, David writes in from North Carolina. I was able to watch the Jets Panthers practice live. Anytime the two teams played eleven on eleven, Rogers never had time to throw the ball. Yeah. At the end of practice, they ran two minute drills. The Jets went three and out. And Rogers angrily tossed his helmet. Their offensive line was an issue last year and will be again this year. P. 
Patriots question. Is there a rookie in the past that saw playing time that you could compare Douglas to? Like a w- wide receiver? No, I, th- I he just said rookie. I mean, I would say Edelman. Um, but he didn't make that immediate impact. No, but he had like 40 catches. Yeah. I, you know, you could go defense with what's his name, uh, the cornerback that came in, the undrafted. Oh, they've game. had rookies that started. Mac Jones started his first game. Yeah. And we're just going to go by rookies playing right away. Yeah. I mean, just two years ago, Mac Jones started but, every but game. ones that came in and kind of unheralded. Oh, I don't know what he's looking for then. I don't yeah. I don't, I don't okay. know exactly, you know. You're going to have to be clarified. Cause do you Paul, understand? Yeah. Well, I, I think I do. Well, who then? I just mentioned him. What's his name? The no, cor- you didn't. You said that cornerback. The corner. The corner. <laughs> you didn't mention anybody. Well, um, the un- <laughs> the undrafted cornerback that came in. This is like Jonathan Jones. No, but way before Malcolm long- Butler. No, bef- even before him, Randall Gay. Randall Gay. Yeah, he didn't have an immediate impact. He, he played right away at the end of the year when the other guys were hurt. I thought he played more. Nope. I I thought he was getting run. He early. had a play when everybody got hurt. Uh, I have to check that. I, I think um, I think he got early run. You're involved in a, one of the guys who got hurt that is often mocked and ridiculed at certain meetings. Sante Samuel. Yeah. Got hurt. That's why Randall Gay had to play a more of a role. Um, like, I think Edelman is, like, he was a complimentary piece as a rookie. And he, I think he caught, like, 40 balls as a rookie. Now... I, I, you know, I'm not exactly saying that he was a big part of that team because I don't think he was. Right. And I was also yeah. kind of – that was one of the rare I mean, Patriots Wel- teams of the Brady era that just really wasn't all that Welker good. Welker was still there, and Edelman had some early yeah, injuries. Welker tore his ACL in the last game yeah. against Houston, and he ended up – I think Edelman had two touchdown catches in the playoff loss to Baltimore. Yeah. But I want to say he caught 40 balls that year. Which is – That's which solid, is solid production yeah. for a rookie. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I think Douglas could do that. L from Wisconsin. I feel like every time anything extra happens, Jack Jones is involved. Yeah. I'm I not agree. really sure why he's still on the team. I feel like people have been cut in the past for a lot less. What's going on? Also, Fred, no coaching staff in the league thinks about media and cameras more than the Patriots. So. All right. And, and I agree with that. And I also don't think it has much to do with the Patriots' record at the end of the day. But mm-hmm. I do think that they spend a lot of time thinking about getting around media obligations and whatnot. Sure. Which is weird because it's like, do you think the other teams are really going through our reports and looking at, like, okay, like these are with first teams, so we're going to use this in our scouting report? Do you think they do that? Yes. Yeah. So you're saying the Jets are going to look through all of our articles and be like, this is going to be the Patriots' first team I think because there's it's someone. Two it's two different things. I think there's someone on Fred's the right. They will do it. They th- The Patriots do think that the teams do mm-hmm. it. Uh, it's completely like a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think on most teams, if not all, there's someone on the team, low level, that his job, look at all the clips from the other teams. Yes. Hmm. Yep. Garner any nugget that you can get. And then bring it forward, and then we'll, tr- we'll vet it out. See, that's why it's perfect for the Patriots, because all the teams that the Patriots are playing are reading all the reports that we're providing, and they're all different. Right. Literally. So you got to prepare Especially for everything. Right. Right. Oh, my God. Uh, Dwayne and Dina writes in. I don't know who that is, but anyway. Uh, wife and I have been Patriots fans from the prairies of Saskatchewan since 2000. Do you oh. all feel that it's getting harder to produce and recruit top-level or elite offensive line personnel, or are defensive players' skill levels uh, in schemes 
scheme planning, making it more difficult for most levels of offensive line personnel to be as effective? Or is it a combination? So, you know, we talked about a lot of teams having trouble with the O-line. You know, why is that? Yeah, I think that the, the big thing is the lack of preparation time. That's what a lot of people complain about, that they don't get enough time to really hit in camp and they're not ready for the physicality at the start of the season. Um, and I do wonder if sort of the, the style of offense that it's gone to the last 10 years, Freddie, do you think that that has anything to do with it? Because there's so much spread in passing. There's not as much just straightforward drive blocking where you can be physical and dominate. You know, if you're a running team, right, and you let, let's say that you're Trent Brown and you've been killing Vaughn Miller all day in the running game. Do you think Vaughn Miller's going to be as effective rushing the passer as he normally would be? No. No. So I, I, I do think that that might be part of it, it too. It could be. Yep. Could be. Be good to, you know, on a Friday. I, but I, actually, I don't think Bill would answer that question no, because it has to do with what's going on now. If you were asking 10 years ago, then he might elaborate. But I'm sure he has his... And I think he'd have a hard time... Like, if you said something like... Because uh, I think it would be a very fair question to say, Bill, do you think that the, the state of offensive line play has deteriorated over the last, say, decade? I don't think he'd be as willing to say yes because he would be openly criticizing his own players. Right. Or even if it's... Is, is it harder to put together... Is it harder to develop an offensive line? Yeah. I, I, I wonder what is... I wonder what his answer would we be. We should ask that. Dante. I wonder if he has any insight. Uh, let's see. Hugo writes in, first time writing, usual podcast listener. I've uh, been listening since Newton preseason. That's mm. not that long ago. Where have you been? Uh, so how worried are you that John Jones isn't practicing? And do you think that Ty Montgomery is done with the team due to the acquisition of Zeke? Or mm. is there space for both? Mm. I think there would be space for both. I don't know. It's so hard to answer those questions without knowing the health. Yeah. Exactly what's wrong with Ty Montgomery. But we have not seen him. Mm-mm. Second day of practice was when he got hurt. He hasn't practiced since. I do think it's interesting that John Jones, like, did we see him get hurt or he just didn't? No, just all of a sudden on that Friday in mm. stadium practice, he wasn't out there. I think this is going to be eight in a row that he's missed. And when did his, didn't we just renew his contract or extend it? Yeah. Or something with it. Was that this year? Was that this year? Was that this offseason? I think he it was re-upped. This I think, yes. I think he resigned. So it couldn't this be off-season. like contract related. No. So, hmm. No. It's interesting. Uh, Spee and Fresno says, Fred. Fred. What's the worst Patriots record you would accept in exchange for the Jets completely <laughs> becoming unglued? That's this a season? great that's a great question. This is what you're really gonna see, Fred. Hmm. What you're made of. Let's go. I want to hear this. It's a great question, Spee. What's the worst? Eight and nine. So if the Patriots were anything worse than eight and nine, yeah, because that it means we, really that w- means we weren't good either. It and wouldn't then, draw and then, you and, and any then it, success, and then it you know it kind of loses its its luster. That's a good answer. If if we're bad too, if we're like you if know we're just as bad six as they and are. eleven, then what yeah. good yeah. is it? You know, I can't make fun of them as much because we stink too. But if the, if the Patriots are like. 11 and something. Oh, oh. oh God. Oh. <laughs> I come out guns blazing. I wouldn't even be able to contain Fred <laughs> oh. if the Patriots somehow won 10 or 11 I, games. I, it, that might even make Jets up. Imploded? That oh. might even make up for not winning a Super Bowl if we got there. At least, <laughs> oh at least the Jets God. stink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The eight, eight's a little low. you got to go, like, at least a winning record. Yeah. yeah. Nine. Nine. 
But I think I think we might be eight and nine anyway. You know, that's the problem. Well, that has nothing to do with what you think they're going to be. He's saying, what's the worst that you would accept well, as long as you got to make fun of the Jets? No, but like eight and nine. And I think you have a good answer. Eight and nine, we could be competitive in most games. If you go much lower than eight, you have nothing to be making fun of anybody exactly. about. Exactly. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I don't really take any solace in going seven and ten, six and eleven. And <laughs> but you guys were supposed to be right, good. Right, right. Right. Like that doesn't make me feel good. I I agree. No, we have to we have to be up there for it to really, you know, feel feel good. Uh John Johnny in Madtown, Wisconsin. I agree with Paul on numerous things today, most notably his opinion on Aaron Rodgers. I agree with Paul about as often as the Patriots offense scored in the red zone last year, but when I agree with him, it's like we're seeing things through the same eyes. Also, he's right about not wanting to fall back on hoping for a Jets implosion. Why can't Bill put together a winning team anymore? He's on the hot seat this year. Has to be after what happened since Brady left. And Tamara, you're awesome, says Johnny. Thanks, Johnny. I'm not falling back on hoping that. Like that, I'm not like, you know, putting the hopes of the season on their implosion. I just hope that it happens. Right. That would, see, to me, I don't really hope that it happens. It would be a nice little cherry on the Sunday if the mm-hmm. Patriots were really good. Yeah. And you know what else happened? You made it. No, it made it even better. The Jets imploded. Like, I don't take really any solace in the Jets imploding. That's the only reason why the Patriots can be competitive with them. For like, sure. Like, that doesn't make me feel good. But if the Patriots are really good. And then they're bad. And the Jets are really bad. That, that's, yeah. that's icing on the cake. Yeah. Um, David, who called in uh, before about what rookie, you know, came on. Okay. And we want to yeah, clarify. He meant w- rookie wide receiver. So I would say Edelman would Edelman. be. What about Deion? Well, Deion Branch was a second-round pick. So. Yeah, and Deion Branch was good. Yeah. Like, right out of the gate. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I mean, I think it's an easy comparison because they play the same spot. Yeah. I'm going to look up Edelman's stats. I yeah. keep saying I think he I think he had 40 catches. Okay. Let's see. Um, while Rookie. you're looking at that, uh, Josh and Turner's Falls. With Miami possibly losing their starting left tackle for a while, the Jets possibly jetting it up, and the Bills possibly regressing just a tad, it leaves me wondering if I'd rather go 37. three and three or maybe better in the division in around 10 and seven or better in the season, only to get found out in the playoffs and get embarrassed? Or would it be better to have Miami, New York, and Buffalo at full strength and playing to potential to see the true nature of this team, even if it means a sub-500 record? I think mm-hmm. I'd prefer the latter. I want them to win. I want them to be in the playoffs. But I'd love the next time the Patriots are in the playoffs that they have the team to belong there and maybe win one or two. Or two. Yeah, I, I see I see your point. I mean, I would, I would take a successful season regardless, but I would feel better about it if the other teams were healthy and you just yeah. – found ways to beat them i'm not yeah. worried about next year and how they i'm worried about this year right yeah. but I, that's what he's saying yeah i definitely he wants would to love, develop the team this year yeah i would love to be you know an entire healthy division versus like getting lucky every then single two years two years ago yeah that when you faced all the teams gone. when their their players were out and yep. you won 10 games but you really weren't a 10 win team yeah no uh sam and uh, charlotte 30, 37 catches for adelman his rookie year so i, I thought it was around 40 um, Samuel, Samuel and Charlotte, I love to hear Paul and Fred argue, and I see Paul's point, but I agree with Fred that I'm cheering for a Jets crash. I cannot watch Hard Knocks and cheer for the Jets to succeed. I see the implosion coming. 
They were fighting each other on the same team in practice, and you could see Rodgers turning against his coaches after a drive didn't go well in joints. I'm cheering for the Patriots to beat the best of the teams, but I'm cheering against Rodgers and the Jets as well. Allen and Diggs' relationship, um, um, as well as Allen and Diggs' relationship to implode because it's entertaining. Yeah, there is an entertainment factor. You to do all you. So do you. The think, drama. Do you, you do think you. there's any chance that they're just like acting? Like no. all this drama on the field? Like Oh, with the Jets? Of, yeah. I do think there's no, a little bit of mugging Rod- for the camera. Rodgers is, is upset with the situation on the line. He keeps mm-hmm. saying he's okay with it. And then he says, you know, yet. Or not like he's. I, I think Aaron Rodgers is the prototypical guy. Like, don't blame me. Hmm. It's them. And that's why I think he has not won as much as he should. Some of his comments um, about the offensive line, he says all the right thing, and then he has like a phrase at the end, it's, you know, it's not my job to get involved in that yet. You know, like, no, it's, no, no, it's not really your job ever to get involved in that, but he will. Oh, but, oh, but he will. But he will. Oh. I just, like, I don't really take any solace in that if, if I end up being better than a team because they imploded. Like, I don't, like, what if you would, like that to me is the same thing as you're no fun. You're oh, no, oh, no fun. No. If the Patriots are eleven and six, now I take solace in them imploding. Okay, because you're not eleven and six because the Jets imploded. Yeah, you're eleven and six because you're a lot better than people think. Yeah, do you understand what the difference is? Yeah, I want my team to be good. Sure, yeah. it's secondary what happens to the other teams. I know, but that's the only difference. Yeah. Like, I'm not telling you it wouldn't be great theater to watch Aaron Rodgers fall on oh, his face. Of course I want, first of all, the Patriots to be good. But oh. but it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really provide me any entertainment if the Patriots aren't good. Right. Whereas you will find that great because you hate the Jets so much. <sighs> right? It'd be fun. But isn't, like, is, is that not accurate? Am I, I'm yeah, not mischaracterizing no, I, but that. It, it takes, like I said, it takes the luster off. It, takes the, it, it tarnishes the joy if your own team isn't good. Mm-hmm. You can't enjoy it, it as much because, like, what are you Now, guys? don't get me wrong. If the Patriots aren't very good and they don't make the playoffs and the Jets end up being really good and they make the playoffs, I will be watching their first-round playoff game and rooting with everything that I have for the other team. I'm not going to – again, I'm not being objective. I know people think that I'm trying to be objective. No, I'm not. I'm not objective. I would root against whoever – I would root against the Jets against whoever they were playing in the playoffs because I don't like him. Uh, let's see. Dave writes in, as much as I'd like to see the Jets implode, I take more pleasure in Miami being the bottom of the division. Here's my two-part question. Two One, parts. You keep saying that Cunningham played great against scrub backups. Didn't Zappi face the same scrub team and look uninspiring? No. No. He was <laughs> Zappi played, Zappi played against the starters. Right. Um, but that's also not really doesn't have anything to do with why I'm not convinced about Cunningham. Yeah. I'm not convinced about Cunningham because I haven't seen him take any reps and really run an offense. Mm-mm. Right. He I'm he takes re- he takes the snap and runs, or he like does an RPO and hands the ball off. Yeah. He he's doesn't throw. He's getting like leftover reps, and too like until I see him put on that red non-contact jersey, I really it's like hard to take it seriously. Like it's just it's not enough. It's not the same reps as Zappy and, and McSorley and Mac, obviously. And also, I feel like. I don't even know if you would call it Miami imploding because it's like if Tua doesn't stay healthy, like, I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. Like, he had a lot of concussion issues, among other things. So it's like yeah, the chances of that happening again are very likely, yeah. unfortunately. And so I feel like if any of the two, Miami, probably. Yeah. 
Uh, his second point is listening to Unfiltered, which is a great show. Mm-hmm. Hooked on Pats and PNN. What's PNN? Patriots something? Uh, all seem to be saying the same thing. We look bad on the O-line, wide receiver, quarterback, secondary. Last year was too painful to repeat. How worried should we be? And side note, I'm still upset that Belichick didn't take Zay Flowers when we had the chance and desperately needed a wide receiver. By the way, there's a lot of video of him he looks breaking great. ankles in he practice. Looks he looks yeah, great. That could be one that got away. I was, yeah. uh, you know, I saw some of that video uh, of him, and I, I thought back to that email that we got on Tuesday about him, which I thought was a really good email. Like, how much better would you feel if this was Zay mm-hmm. Flowers? Because fr- Zay Flowers is tiny, too. Yeah. He is. You know? Yeah. And, and I think he's right. I think part of the reason why you're not, like, for me, anyway, speaking for myself, I'm not completely embracing the idea of Demario Douglas is that he's a sixth-round pick out of Liberty as opposed to a first-round pick. Um, but really... They they're very similar kind of uh, you know bodies and skill mm-hmm. sets. I mean Zay Flowers can't be much more than five eight, one one eighty one eighty five. Yeah, he's small. and that's what Douglas is. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex, I think says Douglas said he was one eighty two the other day. He admitted to even though he's like one ninety five on the roster or something like that. <laughs> on the rookie wide receiver question, Alex says, "Why is everyone forgetting Malcolm Mitchell? Rookie wide receiver won a title with Brady." Yeah, I, I think we're looking for more than that. I would be anyway. I think he was a complimentary piece. Um, I I don't know as a rookie. Like, yeah, I suppose as a rookie the the production could be the same. But I think Malcolm Mitchell, I I don't know. Was he that impactful? Like, do you remember? I mean, he he had a couple of big catches in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he probably had 40 catches that year, 45 catches. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess it's it's a similar one. I just, and I think he could have been good if he hadn't gotten hurt. Yeah, you know, you, you're probably right. That's probably another good email that I'm, I I am overlooking Malcolm Mitchell about. That is, that's probably another. Let's get good back one. to the phones. Gunner is in Maryland. What's up, Gunner? Hey guys, how's it going? Okay. So the question I have is, I so I know Malik Cunningham is awesome and all that stuff, and. But I remember Paul having this discussion before in a previous show, and he talking about Drew Brees and Taysom Hill, and and I think Paul, if you, I think you characterized it this way, like, okay, Drew Brees is your quarterback, so why would you take him out of the game for, and put somebody else in who is not as good as Drew Brees? And so yeah. used to drive me crazy watching the Saints. Up, but why would you? Why would you? If if Mac Jones is your quarterback and he's our best quarterback and he's the starter and it's his job to lose, why would you take him out of the game and give snaps to somebody else who's obviously not good enough to win the starting job? Yeah. Well, it, the it, only re- okay. Go, go ahead, ahead, Paul. Well, I, I just would say he's uh, absolutely um, characterized my thoughts perfectly. He didn't put words in my mouth like so many others do. That's exactly how I feel. Now, to me, the big difference is I felt that way because Drew Brees was the quarterback. Yeah. Now I could be. I, I could tell you that I'd be disappointed if Bill O'Brien feels like he needs to use Malik Cunningham because that means to me that Mac Jones isn't the guy. Like, he isn't the no-questions-asked guy. I always thought it was kind of short-sighted on Sean Payton's part to do that with uh, Taysom Hill. Now, he might – the Patriots might need to do that because they can't generate the same amount of offense. Yeah. And that would be disappointing for Mac Jones, but – to me, whatever you got to do to move the ball and score points, you got to do. Yeah, I, I like, and I agree. But 
you know, the reason why I would do it, um, whether it's Drew Brees or Mac Jones, is I see something specific in this game that I can exploit if I put, you know, in even if it's just for a series. Yeah. I would know? argue that with a guy like Drew Brees or Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, I like the things I'm exploiting with them better than right. With no, a, if, with if a they're guy doing fine, the I'm not going to take them out. But if I'm, you know, you know how some of these games get stuck in the mud a little bit sometimes, and neither, t- you know, I just want to add a little, you know, excite, you know, a jolt to the offense, and I think I can exploit some things that I'm seeing. Then I then I would do it, you know, then I would do it. Put him in there. Well, I think if you do that, it just shows that there's a deficiency in your quarterback. I agree. Well, there's a deficiency in your offense, and in my case, on that given day. Well, with a great quarterback on that given day, yeah. But I I would agree with the premise that if you have to do that, then you have probably limitations offensively. Right. Well, and and I'm a fan, so I'm, I don't have to make any sense or I just <laughs> I just go with my yeah. heart. But I was so so Paul loved this because Drew Brees was my or Drew Bledsoe was my guy too. I love that guy. And I was clamoring for Michael Bishop back in the day when Drew was struggling a little bit. So, you know, I'm until, just until that Monday night game in week 2 of 2000 when Bishop came in the game and did not do anything. Yeah. Do you think I'm, exactly. I was going to say do you I hated think, that. Do you think <laughs> not surprisingly. Do you think that's why, you know, throwing Marcus Jones in that wrinkle? Was that, you know, because the offense wasn't able to do what it's going to do? Yeah. On that day, I remember that. I mean, Patriots weren't doing much, and then he came in and and, and did something. For who? Marcus Jones that day. Oh, yeah, yeah. but that's different but he's than not taking quarterback. your quarterback. But, but, I, quarterback. But, but here's where I go back to. Remember that game um, uh, against Miami here, the Wildcat game? Yes. You know, now, Miami's offense wasn't that great, mm-hmm. but they brought in the Wildcat package, and the Patriots had no answer for it. Right. And the Miami won that game. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. But Miami you know? had no offense. Well, that's what I'm – yeah. But in this – you know, Mac Jones isn't – you know. Like the, the, they, they don't see the difference between, like, Sean Payton and the Saints at their heyday. No, I – Had I, one of the I highest absolutely. scoring offenses. But, but – Well, you just took but, away I know, opportunities I know, for them but, to score more. But Gunner brought up Mac Jones, and I can absolutely see – Yes, with game, Mac Jones, it's different. Right. I can absolutely see games this season. I hope there aren't any, or if there are few, that the Patriots have, are struggling. And maybe just a different style – might work. Yeah, I would or, agree with you. For or the if you knew that you know an opponent's defense Thanks, really Gunner. struggled with this type of quarterback, then you could right. plan yeah. ahead to use right. Cunningham. Yeah, I mean it definitely worked that day against Miami. I, I remember it was so frustrating. It's like just stop the guy, mm-hmm. and the Patriots could not stop. You know uh, their wildcat package. It was so frustrating. Right. No, I, I I remember the day vividly, but that was also two of the worst offensive games that was week three mm-hmm. that year is 2008 i remember it vividly oh sure I and would d- chad pennington was lousy in the first two games they couldn't do anything offensively so that was totally out of desperation i definitely wouldn't want to use like that as a crutch the entire season like okay we're not moving the ball the f- whole first half let's just use cunningham it's like you don't, you don't want to like have it be your crutch right now yeah. if it's like your game plan you know that opponent's defense cannot stop this type of offense Sure, you know, throw it yeah. in there, let it be a wrinkle, but as a crutch, no. I am fascinated to see how Bill thinks about it, though. Mm-hmm. See, you yeah. know, you know, yeah. we'll fast forward two two weeks or so, two and a half, three weeks, find out where Cunningham fits on the roster. All right, Paul's Foods here, so we're <laughs> going to take a break. We're going to have the show within a show. Have we given a name to this show within a show yet? Oh, I thought, 
calling it Matisse's Hot Takes. Matisse's Hot Takes. All right. So we're going to do that, and then we'll be right back after Matisse's Hot Takes. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS, only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, guys. Matisse Bauman here. We're trying something a little new. Um, pretty much, we're going to go over some unpopular hot takes. And, you know, that's just now. We're, as we said, this is learning. This is new for us, new for the people listening. Um, if there's something hot happening on Twitter, we'll break it down. Uh, something in the NFL that the guys on Unfiltered didn't talk about, we'll talk about it too, whatever we want. So, once again, I'm Matisse Bauman. I'm here with Dylan Citarella and Faith Worrell. And, um, Let's just run through some hot takes and, and see what happens. Let's do it. Let's All do right, it. ready for this? We'll just start so. with we'll start with the basic one. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Technically, it's meat in between two pieces of bread. So I I think I agree with that. Meat in between but so does that does that make a burger a sandwich too? Oh yeah, a thousand hundred percent. Okay. I say no. A glizzy's a glizzy. That's a separate thing for me. But um, all right. So you so guys, what do you classify it as? It's just its, it's, it's, its own entity. Completely it's its own different. entity. It's its own entity. All right. That work? Yeah. It's all right. the sandwiches in the world, and then there's just a hot dog. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that works for me. I don't know. I don't know if you guys disagree. All right, run through that one. All right, I've never heard this one before. So let me know what you think. Ravioli is a wet pop tart. Oh gosh. I mean, when you think about it, it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like the filling encased in something, but. I and mean, then also, you can toast ravioli. You can toast ravioli. Yeah, I guess you, you can, can toast fry anything. Ra- yeah, really. you, you ever had toasted ravioli? Yeah, like fry. It's like fried. Yeah, it's bomb. So it's pop tart. I, w- I don't know if I consider it a pop tart. That means anything inside of something could be a pop tart. Uh, calzone. <laughs> calzone yeah. is not a pop tart. <laughs> is that a pizza pop tart? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I think I'm out on this one. As an I don't Italian, know I like I'm offended. All right, all right, all right, all right. Here we go. Here we go. Do you guys like The Office? Yes. Kind of. I think it stinks. Ugh. See, I've only seen like four episodes total, so and I didn't hate them, but they're the Why only. Why do you think I've it seen. stinks? What's wrong it's with it? It's just not for me. It's the dry humor. Like, listen, there are a couple clips I like. Like, yeah. I think the Asian gym thing is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. The um, the fire drill. I've seen that yes. clip. That's funny, but the rest just doesn't. Have do you it watched great. the whole thing? No, because it's horrible. You got no. You have to give it a <laughs> shot. <laughs> I'm at least saying I've only seen a few episodes. I need to give it a shot. I've watched it many times, all the way through, and I would do it again. I think it's hilarious. Whoa. I would. I've thought about getting Peacock specifically just for, for it. Yeah. No, it's not worth it. No, I think it is. Hundred no, percent. No, no, no. no, it's probably it's, my favorite show of all time. Oh. Sorry, kind of feel man. like Switzerland over here. Uh, like, ah, yeah, <laughs> no, like, is. I, New Girl, better. <laughs> New Girl is better. the best show on the uh, planet. That's Parks, what everyone Parks rants and, and raves about New Girl. Parks I've never seen Rec, it. Better. I like Parks and Rec. I don't think it's better than The Office. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, Office stinks in my point of view. But um, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. This one, I've never heard this this take before. I was pretty upset by it. I have Chinese food is horrible. Oh, absolutely not. No. That, like, that's, no. All, that's wild, right? That's the, a hot the worst take. The worst take. Right. What do you mean on Christmas up there Eve? All time. Thank you. Or any other time of the year, but... I don't want to. I don't want to tick off Matt Morell here. We have uh, no, 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 no. This this take. We have Star Wars is horrible. So, oh, Faith got an opinion. Uh oh. I love Marvel. I love Marvel so much, and I've tried to watch Star Wars because I love Marvel, and I figured I would like the same thing. And every time I try to watch it, I fall asleep. Okay. Without a doubt. Dylan, I, 
I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. I don't watch a ton of movies, so like I'm not into the Marvel thing. I never really got into Star Wars when I was younger. I don't know, it's like the like the fantasy aspect. I think of it. It's like I don't know, like a different world. I can't yeah. really latch myself onto that. Uh, I, I think if you don't like Star Wars, you just gotta grow up and have a. Child. Hey, hey. Like, you know what? You don't like the Office. it just means you didn't have a childhood. That that's my thing. I did. I, I did other things besides like... watch Star Wars when I was a child. Okay, that's yeah. fair. I played outside. Yeah, but like Star Wars. <laughs> I touched some grass. Star Wars is Star Wars is Star Wars. Like, come on, we can't mess. It with is. That. It's like it's, it's definitely classic. generational. We, we got some guys upstairs that don't like it at all. So I'm. I'm yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I'm be glad like, you guys oh, are I hate it. Yeah. I just haven't like I, every time I try to watch it, I end up falling asleep. Now Star Wars Land in Disney World, amazing. Have you I'll done, go there a million Have times. you done the the TV shows? Mando? No. I watched some of Mando because a lot of my friends are like big into it, so I watched with them, and I didn't think it was that bad, but I don't know. It's like a, a, for me, it was like its own separate series, and I didn't. I haven't. I haven't seen any of the other. But Star Wars. you guys don't hate it, though. I don't hate no. it. Okay. No. I just. All right. I can see. Really I, I see why people like it. Okay. Yeah. All right. I respect that. Yeah. This one's wild. I like actually. Oh, God. <laughs> LinkedIn is better. <laughs> LinkedIn is better for dating than Tinder. You know what? <laughs> Um, if, if I could see it. I've never heard that, and I, I don't know. I could no. see it because you're, like, connecting with all these new people. Seek seek help if you're DMing it's kind people of, on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. Okay. It's like trying to look at someone's resume versus, like, getting to know somebody else. Oh, like, I don't need to know, like, what you what job you had in high school, like, at the first – like, I'd rather get to know you versus, like – But if you look at their resume and that you have, like, similar interests, you guys did similar things, maybe you'd, like, yeah, reach but, out and be like, hey, like – I know all these <laughs> profiles you can technically lie on, but, like, how many LinkedIn's are, like, 100% accurate? Isn't Tinder kind of just, like, networking in a way? I mean, <laughs> you meet, I, you can flip it. You, like, I match guess. with someone. You go meet with them. That's like, how like, the job interview works. <laughs> like, I met you on Tinder. If you're using your professional LinkedIn account to slide into people's DMs, please seek help. That's a high <laughs> yeah. I do agree with that. All right. What, what else do we know? I'm going through these. I, you guys, I literally have 70 fun controversial Whoa. hot takes and uh, all right adidas is the best sports brand absolutely not nike right. yep i'm nike i'd probably yeah did you see they're air? up there did you see three. air i did i yes. have not seen that i doubt so adidas used to run the game but now i think it's completely flipped oh for sure for example i think with the, when the nfl took over yeah. it was taken over by nike it completely changed it yeah i i mean i just think nike has so much like streetwear that you can also have like i feel like when you wear adidas it's just like okay that's adidas like you just see the three stripes every time but like with nike like they have more graphic tees and just like yeah i feel like there's a lot more variety from nike where adidas when like when i think of adidas i think mainly soccer like yeah all right because all like soccer jerseys are adidas brand i think (laughs) my thing my thing is i saw a a a meme a couple years ago it just showed four basic shoes and it had each logo on the same shoe and the Nike one was hands down the best. And yeah. It's just crazy how like your brain is used to Nike. Like Nike number one, I'd, then I'd go Adidas. And like the Dunks and Jordans, like all the different shoes you can have, like yeah, they're amazing. All right, all right. Only old people use Facebook. Mainly old people it, use Facebook. Is that even a hot take? Old people and Southern people. Okay. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <argue>. Like <laughs> yeah, all my friends back home were into Facebook. Faith is from <laughs> South Carolina. For those that don't know, so yes. All right. See, it's funny because when I was growing up, Facebook was was coming up and that was like the Cut hot thing to use <laughs> I, I remember yeah when i was growing up yeah. it was like weird if you had a facebook and you weren't in high school yet okay like, True. I, I remember like my friend's her my friend's sister was just like you have to stay on myspace until you're in high school see give me like it's just weird i use facebook now as a birthday reminder for people's oh, birthdays for sure. i don't yeah. know 
But like, if I go on there, it's a it's a it's a war zone. I it's don't even usually know. who from high school is engaged, who from high school is pregnant. That's what you're usually seeing. I feel like on Facebook. All right, here we got another one. Everyone should solo travel at least once in their life. Absolutely, I agree with that. Have you guys done it before? And I'm no. not counting. <laughs> I'm not counting like going to New York on your own, which also that's weird too. But uh, I have not, but I want to. I've done it once. I have also done it once. And it's it's. Where did you go? Ghana. Okay, that's Whoa, crazy. Yeah. That by yourself? Crazy. Yeah. Well, it, I, well, it was like a coaching thing, but I went not knowing anybody. So I guess does that count? I didn't like solo travel the country. I feel like solo travel is like you go. With everything no plans. is just like you. Whatever you want to do, and it's yeah, just you don't even you have involved. to have a plan. That's just go. Yeah, just yeah. hop on a plane. Just pick pick your destination, and yeah. I don't think I've done that. I feel like going to like <laughs> Montana or Wyoming or something would be fun alone. Just fly fishing. Well, <laughs> that's all I know yeah. about Montana. Like, <laughs> I meant mountains. more like hiking, but I guess that's probably you go snowboarding same thing. out there. Same thing. Yeah. Um. Hmm. All right. I'll, uh, Faith, you can answer. The, the mullet oh. is actually a good hairstyle. I love the mullet. Okay. Personally, I think between like Morgan Wallen, I actually know some women that have mullets that I think I think it's a good hairstyle. David Andrews. David Andrews, yeah, of course. You know what? Yeah. Who, didn't somebody else on the team have it? Have a moment. Didn't Cole Strange copy yeah. David oh, yeah. Andrews? Yeah, I respect it. My brother saw David Andrews at like family day, and he's like, "I need my hair like that." He's like, really trying to grow it out. What? But he's like, he's like a country dude, so. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, you're also asking the one from South Carolina, so I, I'm a big mullet fan. At Dylan, you're gonna hate me for this one. Beyonce's music is overrated. Faith went Crickets. to the Beyonce concert, <laughs> so. I don't think she's overrated because i think she's iconic but i'm not the biggest beyonce fan as i am maybe i think she's a great artist and she has a phenomenal voice super talented definitely i don't know if the whole like cult following thing is necessary i think same with taylor swift i'm a huge taylor swift fan and it's like taylor swift's like Uh, it's like who's who's better between those two I'm biased. I feel like I lo- I've, I grew up listening to Taylor Swift. I didn't lis- grow up listening to Beyonce. I think be Beyonce's honest. better out of the two. Thank you, Dylan. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> that's fair. I, that's fair. <laughs> All right. Um, so that was the first edition of this. Um, once again, let us know what you think. You can write into the unfiltered mailbox if you have something you want us to discuss. Um, I will be hosting this, and you know we'll have rotating guests. So this was the yeah, first revolving first door. Exactly. I don't think you like this, Dylan. <laughs> yeah. No, no. You guys will be back on. But um, thank you, Faith. Thank you, Dylan. And uh, let's get back to Patriots Unfiltered. Isn't it time to get exactly what you want? Welcome to Red Hot Deal Days from Verizon, where you get your pick of our best deals, like my plan, where you can pick the perks you want and save on every one. For limited time, bring your own phones to a Verizon store and you can get my plan for our best price ever. Get exactly what you want in your phone plan and only pay for what you need. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today and get my plan. These deals won't last. It's your Verizon. And now, great moments in history. I miss Giardi's smell. That's one of the things I miss about 2020. Wow. Yeah. Giardi smells really good. Paul, back me up on this. What are you, a dog? He smells wonderful. There's Go around sniffing people. Thank you, Paul. Soundbite, Matt. He smells like a fresh summer day. Giardi. Tomorrow's show opening unfolding right before our eyes here. <laughs> he smells great. I miss it. Okay. It is what it is. You know? <laughs> what, what was his uh, cologne of choice? Do you know? Do you ever ask? I don't know. Brute. I think he's, he smells no, so good. He's like necessarily cologne. It's, it's like product. He's just like, if I told you, I'd have yeah. to kill you because everyone knows how good he smells. Yeah. I don't miss Giardi as much as I miss the smell of Giardi. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, did Giardi? Yeah, we could bottle that. Giardi. <laughs> That's another great moment from All right, welcome the Patriots back to Patriots Unfiltered. 855-PATS-500 is the ace ticket hotline. Web radio at Patriots.com was the email address. So you heard the first edition of Matisse's Hot Takes, and they talked about movies. I thought they were going to talk about Patriots. But anyway, it's, it's, a, it's something in development, you know, eventually. Here's some of those hot takes. They're crazy. They'll be giving away things eventually. Uh, so that'll be a reason to listen other than, of course, the hot takes. So I do have a question. Yeah. Matt, were you actually in your studio producing this as it yes. was going on? And you stayed in there while that talk was going on? No, I got on the air and said, that's offensive as an Italian. Okay. Because I, I can't believe you allowed the Marvel and Star Wars talk. Like, Gave that a pass. It was the comparing ravioli to Pop-Tarts. Well, that's just dumb. Yeah. There's nothing even... There's, I mean, yeah, they're two completely different foods. Like, I don't really... There's nothing... They have nothing in common. Right. Except it's, it's something... They both have wrapped something around, inside it. Yeah, wrapped around something inside and, yeah, and closed. I guess maybe if you have it. a dessert ravioli, they do make those. Mm. But I Fancy mean, with places. pasta? Yeah, they'll make it. They'll so, stuff it with like an apple so, cinnamon thing. Uh, a ravioli with pasta and an apple in it? I'd never Or like that. apple cinnamon stuffing, almost like apple pies. It's a dessert ravioli. Hmm. Huh. Never seen that before. I still think I've never heard of it. I still think the craziest hot take that I've heard in this building is that macaroni and cheese is overrated, and that is this offends you. Who said that? Judon oh, at the podium. That's crazy. Like that's crazy. Macaroni and cheese is not. I don't overrated. love mac and cheese. I, it's now, so good. Now listen, there's there's some mac and cheese are better than others. You know, obviously, but mac and cheese overall, the concept of it, not overrated. I think. Stovetop macaroni and cheese can be overrated, but like you know, oven baked. Oh yeah, they're there's like they're like incomparable. That's so if we're talking about like Velveeta mac and cheese, sure, like yeah, that's just cheese. Maybe Judon's never been exposed to really good mac and cheese. <laughs> Maybe you know, it could be. All right, web radio at pages dot com eight five five past five hundred is the East ticket hotline. Eldred's in North Carolina. What's up, Eldred? Uh-oh. Hey, <laughs> Uh-oh. Hi. How y'all doing? Good. Hey, that take to beat them. Beyonce ain't fake. She wanted one of the richest women, and uh, him, her and her husband wanted the richest couple, and all the awards she got is not underrated. <laughs> None in the least. Okay. But it was funny, though. I liked it. I all right, good, it. good. But, <clears throat> but, but my question is, okay, if – Jack, not Jack, Joe, uh, Jones is out, and the secondary is struggling, like we said, against the, the Packers. And I know y'all covered it earlier. What do you think Bill' next move would be? What? I, I, what say that again, Eldred. Everybody's oh, on I'm the phone. Say that. I'm, I'm driving. Okay. Um. Uh, okay. If Jones is out for a while, and the secondary is struggling, even though you get a rush, whatever, and um. What do you think Bill's next move would be if Jones don't come back? Or oh, if Jones I, uh, is out hurt? Yeah, I think Zappy. I think Zappy's. I ain't talking about Mac Jones. I'm talking about Jonathan Jones. The oh, corner. Jonathan the corner. Jones. Oh. Jonathan Jones. Yeah, the corner. Yeah. Oh. I'm talking about the corners. They were saying the secondary. If Jack Jones and Jonathan Jones are out, what would the next move be? I I I don't if, I don't know. 
Yeah. I mean, you're not, well, not going to just pick up a guy that can play. I mean, play. you have I mean, to put you have to put Miles Bryant back at cornerback. You know, you'd have to move him over probably and fill in and mm. you know, maybe you you bring somebody off uh, you know, out from the street, but yeah, you're in trouble. I mean, you're hoping Christian Gonzalez is playing well, but wherever you put Marcus Jones, it's going to be tough on him with the two of them yep. out and yeah. I mean, it, you're in you're okay. in you're in some trouble there. You feel like you would have so, to. Yeah, make I like Mills. Gonzalez, but I already figured he's gonna struggle a little bit because it's his first year. Yeah, he's gonna struggle a bit. So yeah, I give him about the eighth, ninth game to, to really pick it up a little bit. Then next year be even better. Yeah. Okay, y'all have a good one. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, all right, so we'll drop El, uh, Eldred in on line two. Is Mike Dussault live from joint practices in Green Bay? Hey, Mike, what's up? Hey guys, good to talk to you. Hi. We got a lot of questions. Sounds like it's a lot better today than yesterday, Deuce. It, yeah, it's definitely a lot better. Um, Mac Jones just uh, capped off like the two-minute drive with like a forty-yard bomb to Devontae Parker that just you know set the whole sideline uh, into hysterics. It was it was a pretty cool moment. Um, I, I didn't. I was mostly with the defense earlier, um, but Evan told me that, that the offense had a really really great day. A lot of a lot of touchdowns. Uh, some nice throws by Mac, but but that last one uh, was just it was a beauty. I mean, it, you know, we've been all day. Where's the big plays? Where's the big plays? It was it was a really nice pass by Mac and uh, a nice way to end the practice. They're still going right now, but I, I figured I'd jump away just to kind of give you guys the yeah. the big bullet points. And uh, and from overall. what you could tell, was that against Green Bay's front defense, top defense? Yeah, I was yeah so that ask. was they, they, was that yeah, they go right into team period. So that was basically two-minute drill. And, uh, you know, they put up on the clock uh, 28-21 and, and got to drive two minutes to score. So uh, good good day for the offense. I, I did watch that period. Um, and Ramondre had a nice nice catch. Um, but, but yeah, Parker, that, that bomb to Parker was just a beauty. I mean, he just did right down the sideline. And, nice. Uh, just a great catch. How's everyone's favorite um, rookie receiver, Pop Douglas, doing today? Uh, yeah, from what I heard, and then again, I was with the D, but um, but he had a bunch of catches uh, in the early periods as well. So he he was definitely active. Um, I did hear that Tyquan Thornton left. Didn't see uh, didn't see what happened to him. Uh, a lot of fights, though. No, I wouldn't say fights, but a lot of skirmishes. No, it right sounds the like back. there's a lot of fights um, on, on, on X. Yeah, there they're were, saying uh, it. I, I wrote them down as scuffles, uh, but I think that I had four scuffles in like That's the first. That's because you're so like, nice. Well, it, I, it's not a fight unless somebody got thrown out. That well, Anthony Jennings did get thrown out. Oh. one I did see they were doing special teams, and one of the Packers players just like punched Keon White in the face. Which God bless him. I mean, I, the guy balls of steel on that one. But then, I mean, then Jennings came running over and just laid the guy out from behind. Um, even Bill was like, he punched him in the face. So I like uh, it. You know, definitely some, good for Jennings. I, yep. I think that's defend yeah. your teammate. I totally agree. You know? I know people again. Yeah. Get all upset and oh my god, there's fighting in a football no. game. Like no. I think that stuff is good, That's good. especially you. You punch a rook, one of your rookies in the face. You come out as a, a veteran and you defend your rookie. I, I like that. Deuce, I have a question. Yeah, on, you, oh yeah, go. I was going to say I have a question on the secondary since you said you're watching primarily the defense. You know, with yep. John Jones not there again, you know, what are they looking like? Well, yesterday was rough. I mean, I'm sure you guys probably, you know, read a little bit, um, you know, a couple blown coverages by Christian, uh, Christian Gonzalez. I got to say Christian Watson is, is outstanding. I mean, he's just big and fast and, you know, not 
Devonte Adams, but it's one of my guys. Good. But today was better. Um, you know, he did get, he did give up. Uh, they did give up one touchdown. I wouldn't put it specifically on Gonzalez. Is kind of where uh, Watson kind of came out of a bunch set in a red zone and, and it just kind of posted up. I think it was like Kyle Duggar. Um, but otherwise, he, he he's been competitive. He had a real nice pass defense downfield against Dontavian Wicks. Uh, I believe it was who it was. So. Um, better day for Gonzalez for sure. Uh, Marcus Jones had an interception, was kind of deflected ball. He got picked on a little bit though. I think Dobbs beat him once off the line pretty cleanly and walked in. So um, Green Bay did make their share of plays today, but overall, I think it was definitely a Patriots defense day. Not be and the weird thing was not because of the pressure though. And like to your question, like a lot of good coverage, and it was good to see. Impressed by Jack Jones, he was really in the vicinity. A lot of a lot of pass breakups. Um, I had him down for two. Another one, he was right there. Kind of just seemed like so. That's a good bounce back for him too, then, huh? Yeah, I mean, a good day. Good day for him. I was kind of waiting for him to maybe pop off too, um, but but he kept kept his calm, and I, I, I thought he had a, had a nice day. You know, I circled him a, a few times, um, but but overall, good day. The only other uh, kind of bummer thing: Keon White had a limp off the field. He <sighs> didn't leave. Um, he was just kind of sitting off to the side. Looked like maybe a knee uh, issue for him. Yeah, I read, uh, but he I read was that too. Kind of walking too. around, didn't seem like he was limping. So he, he seems like he, he might be, you know, avoided a major injury. But you know, you never know. So yesterday we heard that the Patriots front seven had a good day. Um, yeah. Did that continue today? Well, that's the weird thing, Fred. It was like it wasn't like oh Judon and Wise and you know all these guys in the backfield. It was it was more about coverage. And you know there were there were a couple times where you know Jordan Love had to you know had just had nothing open and, and had to tuck it and. You know, I think he's kind of sporadic. He certainly had some really nice balls throughout the couple days, um, but he also just has some, like, you can't miss those kind of throws, too. So he was a little bit up and down. There was, you know, particularly one, I'm sure, you know, like the the defenses portion of that two-minute drill that that the Patriots finished off uh, with the touchdown to Parker. The Patriots also got off the field um, on third down and and prevented the score and part of that drill. But there were a couple plays where one up the scene probably should have been completed, Wet. It started all of a sudden raining for like five minutes, just pouring rain for five minutes and then it stopped. But it looked like the Packers especially, that happened kind of when they were on offense, and they struggled with, with some of just balls going through their hands. It looked like it was slick. So I think there's a little bit of a caveat to you know the defensive performance there at the end. But overall, they, they really did have a, have a good day. Okay, that sounds good. and uh, yeah, Nice bounce back. Yeah. Because I, I, it sounded like Green Bay had the edge yesterday, and it sounds like the Patriots had the edge today. So I, yep. I think that probably yeah. both teams leave that feeling good. Yep. You know, there was some things yeah. that, that, that were good, and there's some things that need working on. I mean, I don't want to make too much of the last play, Mac, but, you know, it's just that's like just what this team needs right now, and you just could feel how excited everybody was by that play, and especially where – you know, after the fights and stuff, everybody was kind of jawing at each other, and, and there was certainly a, a heightened tension to practice today that, that didn't really seem to exist yesterday. So uh, just a nice way to kind of cap it off. I know they're, they're probably going through the twos and threes right now, um, but overall it, it, it's, been a, it's been a solid day for on both sides of the ball. So you, uh, real quick, Mike, when I know Tamara and Fred are looking to get into, but um, <laughs> is this going to extend the consecutive fights at joint practices that were all the other team's fault streak? According to the Patriots media, uh, yes. I, I, oh, I don't know. I, like I, yesterday, I, I, I heard stories about Jack Jones chasing around some rookie backup quarterback and yelling at him <laughs> after he gave up a bomb. Like that—that checks out. I, I got to be honest, though. 
I can't tell who initiated them. I mean, it's like, you know, all of a sudden, like, the whistles start. Everybody kind of goes in the middle. We're trying to, like, look in between guys on the sidelines. Uh, I would just say the only one I knew for sure. Yeah, that um, one sounds that pretty obvious. Packers. Yeah. yeah. The Packers yeah, guy that punched obvious. Keon White, that sounds pretty obvious. Yeah. yeah. All the other but, teams but are Bush League. Was, you know, middle of the line. <laughs> it's, it's Barmore, Peppers. Um, you know, those, Peppers those was involved in a fight? Come on. <laughs> he was chirping them the whole practice. I mean, Peppers, I know, look, I know I'm a Peppers guy. Maybe I, I would have maybe liked a little bit toned down, but the whole day today, I mean, they, you know, their third stringers were in, and uh, the Patriots defense just dominated in the third string refs for whatever it's worth, not much. But <laughs> every time Peppers would be like, Zach, he'd just be screaming at himself. <laughs> uh, so he's funny. I mean, he's just he's cracking me up. Uh, bringing the energy, but uh, but overall, yeah, no. Barmore was definitely in the midst of it, and 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 I could tell early on with some of the scrums that Jennings was like ready to go. Like the second he was on the sideline and he saw them, you know, starting to go at it in the middle of the field, he was like itching to go. You could tell they had they had to hold him back, but um, but you know, overall, I think it's just like you said, Paul. It's, it's fighting football a little bit, you know. Here that second day, a little bad blood, and yeah. uh, they got over it, and, and I think they got some productive work in yeah. after they got through those you know initial scrums. Yeah, within reason, I like that. How 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 are the yeah. facilities? Oh <laughs> uh, uh, well, I mean, it's uh, it's been pretty cool just seeing that. You know, I walked over to Lambeau, didn't do the tour or anything, but um, but but they're nice. They got two fields that are like you know separated by a really big, nice indoor facility. So. You know, good crowd. You know, a number of Patriots fans that have come out and you know waving flags and all that kind of stuff. So that was, you know, cool to see. But uh, but really nice seating. I mean, they were able to really accommodate a lot of fans here. And uh, I just I think one of the coolest things was was yesterday. You know, so you're we're, the, the two teams are on the opposite field, so you don't even really realize that the Packers are here, and we're on the the backside right near where uh, where where, where Lambo is. And so we're warming up. You know, it's like usual drills. There wasn't really any music yesterday, and you're like okay. And they're like, all right, let's go to the other side. And so everybody just starts to walk over. And, I mean, we literally walk onto the other field. The Packers, I mean, it's packed with fans, and the Packers are just out there with, with their two units on the two different fields just waiting with their 11 guys on defense. Like, okay, here we go. Like, and you just walk right over, right into it, and, and there you go. So it was kind of cool, like, just to see all of a sudden the energy just goes through the roof. That's, and, uh, yeah, that is kind of cool. I think I texted I texted Morel. They just they play music the whole time. It's, the like, whole going, time, it's like going down the block going. to play the other kids. You know, right? Is exactly yeah. what it was. Like they're just sitting there waiting on the field, like eleven guys sitting. Like, come on! So, uh, so that was kind of cool. How about everybody behaving themselves? Are we uh, okay? And you yeah, can you can I, ask I, him no. that offline. What? <laughs> no, I, I, I would I would hint at something <laughs> if there was anything, but no, it's been a it's been a low key trip. Everything's been uh, so. Is that wild man Rundy you got to watch? Okay, yeah. um, Deuce. Back to more important <laughs> questions. What's more um, important? Yeah, football. Uh, I, I mean, if you were going to ask anything off the field, you could ask him, has he tried tried any good cheese? Like, yeah. You're asking if everyone's behaving? Yeah, just that's all. <laughs> oh, my God. He's the boss man. Yeah. Face palm. Yeah. Um, Deuce, any special teams work? I, I I tend to, like, usually when the special teams would happen, because me and Evan would be at opposite ends. I mean, they have, like, it's not two fields lined up with each other, but it's probably, like, one and two-thirds of the field. So, Evan was down with the offense. I was down mm-hmm. with the defense. So it's like as soon as those periods ended, they're like, okay, punt. I just go running down to Evan and be like, I have no idea what's going on on offense. <laughs> like, fill me in what's going on. Um, so I, I but my, my quick observations as I was kind of doing that was um, yesterday it looked like Beringer boffed a couple of them. It just mm-hmm. didn't look good. Um, today looked a little bit better, but uh, really windy and gusty here today. So um, that affected it. But Devin, I'm, I'm sure they're probably doing field goals. 
um, now, yeah. so I'm missing those. But um, overall, kind of kind of tough to tell uh, from what, from where I was. All right. Well, I'll be there tomorrow, so I expect the King's welcome. Okay. I have one. I, I have one more. I have one more quick one before one we let you fall, go, Deuce. Fall in the back. Um, <laughs> Attendance-wise, Pierre Strong hasn't been practicing, correct? Correct. Um, is he there? Yeah, Do you and, know? Uh, no, I haven't. No, we haven't seen him. He wasn't here yesterday. I uh, wasn't here today. Okay. Uh, I have a developing you know, take on Pierre Strong. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll fill you in when you get back. <laughs> All right. I, I look forward to that. Uh, Connor McDermott, though, was, um, was yeah. one who left practice yesterday and was, was not here today. So um, I also saw, I think, Jake Andrews left uh, from the offensive end of the field. So hmm. few injuries. Keon White one will definitely be uh, one to monitor, although I feel like just shut him down get them ready for the regular season. So I have one final question. Like from the reports yesterday, it, it depending on who you read, th- different things happen. Barring yourself and Evan, do you if you read all the other people, who was the most accurate from what they wrote what what happened uh, yesterday? You know, well, I mean, I was I was taken back by some of the stats people because I just have no idea given this setup how anyone could possibly track the stats here. Um but, uh, but, you know, I kind of liked what Bedard did at the top of his write-up where he was just like, and this is what he said, he's like, I don't know. Some of the big plays might have been sacks. Some of the plays that were ruled out of bounds looked inbounds. There was one big play that I saw that the Packers had that, that I clearly saw the ref ruling incomplete, um, and the Packers celebrated like they just won the Super Bowl. So um, I just think any any report you're getting out of this needs to be taken, you know, with definitely a grain of salt. even Especially yours. You know, yeah. yeah, especially mine. I'm not even watching it. I'm just sitting here in Lambeau. Uh, but you know, it's, it's it, we're all kind of helping each other and you know talking and, and trying to fill in the blanks. But yeah. I think there's a lot of blanks for everybody, and, um, especially just because no one could watch offense and defense at the same time. Well, way. everybody that I read insisted that Devontae Parker was in bounds on a touchdown catch that the referees ruled out of bounds. That he said they didn't yeah. he didn't hold on to the ball, and then their proof was. They asked Parker afterwards, and he said he had it. <laughs> oh, okay. He he yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I did see the other one that looked like I saw the ref going incomplete, and uh, you know, and, and then they celebrated. So hard to say, but I, I would say overall, um, you know, they, they've done some good things on both sides of the ball these two days. I think it was valuable. A lot of guys got work, and uh, I think there's good stuff to take away, barring uh, you know a Keon White injury, which I think everybody would like to avoid uh, at this point. What about and, and, the Taekwon injury? I think that was that was one I didn't see either. Uh, he left the field during the early period, so so not sure exactly uh, what that was. But we'll, we'll we'll try to find out. And was yesterday's practice forty five minutes or three hours? Because we've heard <laughs> anything in between. Deuce? People couldn't even agree on that, Mike. Oh. Sorry, I, I lost you guys there. Oh. Here. people I, couldn't I, even agree on how long the practice was yesterday. Mike Reese, I think, had it at two hours twenty seven minutes. I saw other people say over three hours. <laughs> I, I mean, they were supposed to stop at twelve thirty. They went till one. Um, you know, so so it was it was at least two and a half to three yeah, hours. That's a half hour longer than they were supposed to go. Two two and a half hours. Yeah. It, it, so it, it felt it felt pretty relentless, though. I mean, it was just you know, you, I mean, eleven on eleven rep after rep yeah. after rep. You know, and then they, I mean, it's just uh, it, it's overwhelming how much is going on on both ends of the field. So. Uh, it certainly felt more than three hours. <laughs> I have felt up like four pages in my notebook. But, We've definitely um, seen that in joint practices right. in the past. Yeah, they get going and like let's not stop. It and takes more time. It takes more time, but they do more. You know, I think as it, yeah. it becomes more productive than the preseason game. You know. Oh, I, I think it's it's so true, and I mean, it's just, I mean it's so obvious how they break it down too, where it's 
you know, they start with all first down work, first down, first down, first down. Then they, you know, move to the middle of the field and they do, you know, first down, second down. They've got, you know, the chains out and everything, you know, then it's red zone and then it's two minute. And, you know, so it's, it's no, no real mystery as to what the setup is, but um, they just blast through so many plays. It's, it's hard yep. to keep track of it all. All right, Deuce, we'll let you get back to it. Uh, I know you got a lot of work to do once practice ends, so thanks for calling in. Thanks, guys. All right, Mike, we'll see you Saturday. And I will see you tomorrow, see so you be Saturday. prepared. Yep, all right. Uh, you you, you and Mike will be ships passing in the night. Arrival. Oh, that's right, you're leaving. <laughs> yeah, you're coming back to do I the am. show. Yeah. Well, let every I hope. More... I, I, right now, it looks like I'm going to be in Chicago for a couple hours at least. So oh, we'll, we'll see how it I, works. I know. <laughs> I got to go through there well, on the way. Also, there. never connect through Chicago, guys. Come yeah. on, that's the worst airport. There's not a lot of um, uh, options. No right. options for Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, it's either Detroit or Chicago. Detroit. Do yeah. never do Chicago. I'm, I'm doing Detroit on the way. Trust home. me. Been there, done that. Got a T-shirt, keychain, and hat. Don't do it. Yeah. That used to be my home base airport. It's so bad. The good thing is I have a really early flight, so usually the later flights are the yeah. ones that get delayed. So. But just both of those airports, you're always going to be canceled. Oh, yeah, they called stuff. O'Hare it's the so black hole because yeah, you bad. go in, you don't come out. Yes. Well, yeah. I just think well, we don't have to get into that. Maybe but. that's a, a topic for uh, Matisse's uh, rants. You know, Worst rants. airport? Well, just the state of air travel right mm-hmm. now. Oh, it's awful. I, it's I, so I mean, bad. I don't, I don't know why. We're paying through the nose, and they treat us like animals. You know? And no flight can get and anywhere and on and time. And then the behavior you know? of the people don't make it any better. No. I mean, the people just impolite. Mm-hmm. You know, just ugh, it's awful. I had this one flight I was on recently where we're on the plane and the guy's yelling at the flight attendant for how long they're taking to get the bags on the plane. And telling her how they should be getting the bags on the plane quicker and when they should have started Write a letter. putting them on. Yeah. It was crazy. And she was just like. What am, what's she going to do? She's on the plane with you. What right. is she going to do? Right. It, it was absurd. No, I, listen, I understand people get frustra- frustrated. You know, I've been there, but there's nothing they can do. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Uh, yeah, flight travel is... There's nothing that the, the crew can do, but mm-hmm. there's something the airlines can do. It doesn't have to be every flight, every other flight's getting canceled or delayed. Well, I, I believe there should be a passenger's bill of rights that, you know, we have rights... But then an agreement that passengers sign a behavior, sort of like, you know, your parents at your youth sports. Yeah, I, I get that. And I think that behavior is uh, a lot of times ridiculously bad. A- mm-hmm. And I just wonder what comes first. Right. Is it being treated like this, like time and time again? It's not cheap to travel. No. And it's not efficient to travel. I, like, I, what what is in it for the passenger? I Here's something that kind of irked me the other day. I'm on, I'm on X. <laughs> and it was a, a writer. Ecstasy. And she was <laughs> she was traveling, uh, and she's like, I just can't believe the amount of people uh, traveling that don't have TSA pre-check. You know, in this day and age, why would anyone not have that? And I'm thinking to myself, lady, you're probably looking at a lot of people who this is their one and only flight this year. Right. Like, not everyone's like you where they're flying. And like, if you have it, why would you care if yeah. other people that don't? Right, because if everybody has it, then it doesn't It's only work. making it worse for you. Right, but, but like, most people that you're looking at prob- that don't have TSA, they, this is probably their one flight a year. You know, so, like, just, Do you have it, Fred? I just got it. Yeah, I don't have it. I just got it. Yeah. But, like, you know, oh, anyway. Yeah. I mean, knock on wood, that's one of the very few things I've never really had a problem with is going through the security, the check. I only got it because of the airports that I consistently fly in and out of. So, like, Atlanta Airport is a nightmare. 
Yeah. Like, and without it, you will wait in that line. Oh, for, like, it's definitely hours. worth having. You should, if you yeah. fly a few times a year, you should get it. You should get it. But for certain people, like if you live in Providence, for example, you probably don't need it. Like I show up to the airport 10 minutes before my flight boards. Yeah. And it's fine. But it depends on where you live, I think. Yeah. All right. Uh, back to the phones. We'll go to Paul in Vancouver. What's up, Paul? Hey, Fred. How you doing? Good. I'm in trouble. A lot with of today. cell problems today. The hell that segment was there earlier uh, you had on. <laughs> uh oh. That I've been listening for a long time, and uh, I would say that's the. I think this is Matt cutting him off on purpose. <laughs> P- all right, Paul, uh, call back. John's in Duxbury. What's up, John? Gentlemen, hi, ladies, how are you? Good. Hey, John. Hi. Uh, uh, listen, uh, since uh, Boutet's coming on and and Cunningham has flashed, what are the chances? Uh, do you think of getting them through waivers onto the uh, onto the practice squad? Um, I think I think that'd be okay. I mean, a lot of most teams are they've got their depth at receiver, you know. And is Boutte that much well, better than another team's fourth receiver? Yeah, where, I would worry know, more about Booty than I would Cunningham. But yeah, it, there's always there's always a risk, and Bill says this all the time. Anytime you cut a guy, you have to be prepared that you're going to lose him. So we've seen guys, you know, get claimed off waivers that they tried to get to the practice squad many times, and there's a chance that they could lose both of those guys if they try to do that. Um, Booty, I I would say, just because I think teams are always looking for depth at various positions, I think a quarterback is a little bit different. Now, if he plays more in these preseason games and flashes, you know, more than he did um, even against Houston, then that, that might change it. Right now, I, I have reasonable confidence, though, that you could get him through. But not easy. you got to hope. Yeah. Joe in Warwick, New York, says, uh, Pat's fan for 60 years, can't stand the Jets. Two scenarios. Would you like the Patriots to get 11 wins and an early exit from the playoffs, but the Jets make it to the Super Bowl, or the Patriots get seven wins, but the Jets implode and get five wins? I'll take the seven wins and five. You're out of your mind. Yeah. I'll take 11 wins. I would not be able to stomach the Jets getting to the Super Bowl. So you, even if they so get there I, I and lose. I get it. You hate the Jets more than you like the Patriots. I like the Patriots more than I hate no, the Jets. No, I hate the Jets more Separates than— Separates us. I hate the Jets more than an uh, early exit in the playoffs. Yeah, I would rather win 11 games and be on my way to getting back into contention here. Be, I'd be disappointed the Patriots lost their first playoff game after winning 11 games, but I would at least have hope for the future. Ah. Uh. Winning, Listen, what, did, what was the second scenario? Winning six or seven games? Yeah. Now I need a new quarterback next year. I probably need a new coach next year. Yeah. Not necessarily. It could have been because of injuries or whatever, but to put the Jets in the trash heap just solves one problem that we have. I, that's not a problem for me, though. I'm a Patriots fan, so the Jets is not a problem for me. It might be this year. For you, it is. You hate the Jets more than you like the Patriots. Uh, James That's Pettit- how we're separated. Uh, so far, the reviews are in on the show within a show. Not good so far. Really? Yeah, not good. I well, have, I, mean, I have a good review from Chris Gogolos. He said he enjoyed it. Okay. Don't hate the pilot. Okay. No, no. Listen, if, if you went by the pilot, Seinfeld would have never continued. So I saw uh, our, our buddy Chris Gogolos the other night at the game. Same. Yeah. Shooting for NFL films, the yes. traitor. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's listening to the show right now, by Good. the way. <laughs> traitor. Go, go. Saw him uh, in the tunnel. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. Do some part-time work for them. That'd be good for him. 
It sounds like you're really happy for it. Uh, Travis <laughs> says he'd rather listen to commercials than that segment. Wow. Oh, wow. It's too bad. I'm going to have to listen to the next one because I only caught a couple of the topics. I didn't really hear It'll them. It'll be better when we're giving really stuff hear away. Them disgust. When we're giving stuff away, you know. Still not really sure what it's for. People, I, yeah, I don't know it's why. It's taking away the focus yeah, from Why are we doing it. that, Matt? Why are we doing the show within a show? We don't run 10 minutes of commercials anymore. But oh, we so don't, but we don't need to run 10 minutes of commercials. You can shorten it to whatever you need to shorten it to. No, we have to eat, Paul. Fred, you eat in 30 seconds. Not, not then necessarily. Then you throw the rest to Tamara so she can finish the rest for you. <laughs> no, oh we, we, need, we need some point, <laughs> uh, some kind of break so we can eat. And if we can entertain during that break rather than just, you know, the same Bank of America commercial. No disrespect to the Bank of America. <laughs> but... If, you know, the same commercial over and over again, I think that's yeah, better. I don't think you need to run, you know, eight, yeah. eight or ten minutes of commercial. I know Matt does that, so he allows us right, more time, but right. we don't need that. But so in this case, maybe we can do something that people like. So we'll, it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. That's just taking away the focus from me and you, Fred. I don't like that. No, we, it gives us a chance to eat, Paul, for crying <laughs> out loud. Oh, I'm going to eat either way, so I don't really care. Especially with the cameras now. Um you know, you get food out. and Nobody wants to look at that, a half-eaten sandwich. So the solution to that is put the cameras away. No one wants to look at this either. No, I know, but people want the cameras. Yeah, I don't really think they do. No? We've had many people saying, you know, we hope that yeah. all the shows are on YouTube. Yeah, it's kind of like Twitter followers. It's the same 12 people. Oh, is that right? You think so? Could be. A, a vocal minority. I just don't know anyone who likes watching radio on TV. Um. I, I when I'm home, I don't mind watching the Felger show on TV. Yeah, I don't watch it. I put it on as white noise in the background, but I'm not mm. watching. Yeah, but it. every once in a while you Ver look up. Veronica know. said that her dad watches, like physically watches it at home. Felger and uh, Mass. No, our show. Our show. Oh. God yeah. bless. Literally, him. our our show. Yeah. God bless him. She walked in and he was watching one from like two days ago. Yeah. And Veronica was like, shut that off. <laughs> 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 I see enough of those morons. Yeah. So I think, I, but like I said, I, I will watch the Felger show. Yeah, I'm not saying I've never put it on, but I don't, I don't actively watch it is my point. Well, you're not the clicker. Good, I mean, but it's you're, not you're good, crazy. But it's not good TV. It's not a good viewing experience. Yeah. It's a studio, just like this right now. Like mm. I know. That's not good. I'm looking at myself right now. Not good. But, you know, you see their reactions. You see their faces. I don't know. I will say certain reactions, especially from Paul, like, they're good to see. That's yeah. why I don't like the cameras. <laughs> well, I mean, when Paul and I get into one of our... Like last show, if the cameras were on, it yeah. would have been amazing. Right. Oh, when I almost snarfed? Yeah. When he said the thing yeah. about hating the Jets and I yeah. almost had the Diet Pepsi <laughs> come out my nose? So we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Work in progress. And I think what we're working on, Matt, I don't want to get – we're going to have all the shows on video, not just Thursday, right? Mm. Yeah, thumbs up. So T we're going in the wrong direction. Tuesday, <laughs> you tell Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, all video. All video. So. Okay. Yeah. Noted. You gotta, yeah, you're going to have to get all dolled up and everything, you know. Yeah. Paul's like, no. Mm-mm. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> Paul, you're going to have to get dolled up, too. This is as dolled as it gets. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to be it, boys and girls, for this edition of... So a good day, too, Patriots in Green Bay, yep. by all accounts. Very excited to going into the preseason game on Saturday. Pre-game show, 4.30? 5.30. 5.30 to 7.30. Correct. Wait, but before that, you can listen to... Wait, wait, to there's more. 
Catch Twenty Two today between five and six. Okay, I thought I thought they were doing that on Friday. They're doing it today. Yeah, today okay. from five to six. Okay, and that'll be on camera. <laughs> Matt, you seem <laughs> okay. You seem thrilled. So Catch Twenty Two today, five to six. Uh, pre-game social, five thirty to seven thirty on Saturday. Then the post-game show immediately following. Immediately following. Um, and uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts. The world's original podcast. Isn't it time to get exactly what you want? Welcome to Red Hot Deal Days from Verizon, where you get your pick of our best deals. Like my plan, where you can pick the perks you want and save on every one. For limited time, bring your own phones to a Verizon store and you can get my plan for our best price ever. Get exactly what you want in your phone plan and only pay for what you need. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today and get my plan. These deals won't last. It's your Verizon. 